91 of Four Score the Podcast, and May, alongside Roger Frey and all of you. Uh, took a little bit of time for us to get back on the air. It's been a little bit crazy schedules once again, and we figured with the layoff last week, no football. You got the two-week break up until the Super Bowl, so we figured we'd take a little bit of a week hiatus and come with a full-fledged show to prep for the Super Bowl. We got a whole bunch of talk about the game itself, the matchup. We'll talk about the AFC and NFC Championship a little bit. We'll talk about some betting perspective for the Super Bowl, some prop bets, things of that nature. Uh, And what better way to talk about betting odds than the Parlay King himself, our resident NFL draft expert, Tommy Locks, our good buddy, joins the show for the first time in a long time. And I know he's been chomping at the bit to get back on. He's been talking to us in text threads, anxiously awaiting his next appearance. He's finally back with us. Mr. Lockren, how you doing? Hey, fellas. It's been a while. I, I mean, Locks, I mean, what's up, buddy? I, th- I thought you guys would be on Radio Row this week. I'm, I'm surprised you're not on Radio Row. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, listen, we don't want guys coming onto our show hawking bullshit gonna products. Say, well, I'm going to sell my Viagra later. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> you can do is whatever you please. This is this is your avenue, and you can go whatever, whatever direction you want. You know, it's the, fir- it's the first time you're on the show in how many months? And you're being a long like a- time. And you're getting like a hard on. Come on, stop. Already. Already. <laughs> I took well, one before. I got, I got caught in my throat. I got a stiff neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, good news, too. We're all on a Zoom call. Tommy is not wearing any sort of Star Wars apparel, as far as I could tell. So that's no, a good start look, in my book. Walter Payton, baby. Okay, see? Football, football gear no show. Wearing some football apparel. I was going to wear a wrestling shirt, but I didn't wear it. I didn't want Rob kicking me out of the Zoom room. <laughs> yeah, he's got all the permission in the world. So if you were, uh, if you get on his bad side, I'll kick you out. So we got a full fledged show, a lot of stuff to do. Uh, like oh, yeah. I said, we'll we'll talk ad nauseum over and over about the Super Bowl and any angle you could possibly think of leading up into the game. Uh, we'll start things off real quick with some basketball news because we're going to sh- spend the majority of the show talking about football. And that was big news that broke today. Obviously, uh, we are recording. I should note we're recording on Thursday, February 10th. Podcast will be released tomorrow, Friday, February 11th. So we'll be a day removed from the NBA trade deadline by the time the listeners hear. Um, but everyone who is in the know and everyone who, who pays attention knows the big blockbuster trade that went down in the NBA today. The Nets traded James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, there were reports For the past two, three weeks now, there's been a lot of reports about Harden not being satisfied in Brooklyn. There's been reports about how he forced his way out of Houston because he didn't want to be that guy that was relied upon to carry the load on a night-by-night basis. And Brooklyn was a team where he envisioned himself not having to do that. But now with Kyrie Irving's limited availability because of his vaccination status, And obviously, Kevin Durant going down with a sprained MCL with a four to six week timeline. Harden was being looked at as the guy again to lead what's pretty much a band of misfits for the Nets. That's kind of the people who are taking the floor right now. And that's you kind of get in bed with that kind of situation when you build a super team like this. You get three superstars, three of the top 10 to 12 players in the sport. There's really no room to add any depth around them. So frustration just kept Uh, getting higher and higher for Harden, and ultimately he wanted out. The 76ers were a trade partner that suited both sides because obviously they had some uh, damaged goods, I guess you could say, in Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons has not played this year. So Ben Simmons goes to the Nets, gets his fresh start. Harden goes to the Sixers, gets his fresh start. Uh, The Nets also get 
Seth Curry in the deal. They also get Andre Drummond in the deal, and they also get two first-round picks. Now, those two first-round picks really don't mean that much for two teams that are competing for a championship. You'd have to wonder if maybe the Nets even look to make some moves in the offseason or maybe next year at the trade deadline with more draft capital at their disposal. Um, but listen, I think the Nets got the better end of this offer. Um, the way things were looking this year, guys, and I'm sure you'd probably agree, this situation probably has gone as poorly as anyone could have anticipated when you get three guys of that caliber on the same team. Um, and with Kyrie being available on a limited basis and KD being hurt and Harden, I mean, let's face it, guys, Harden has not nearly been as effective since the refs started swallowing their whistles and not calling every uh, yeah, but that's, every that's, BS foul every time. That's changed over the last couple of months. And they played a total of 16 games together, those three. Yeah, that's mind-boggling. <laughs> 16 games is insane. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, listen, but- what are you going to do? Kyrie with the whole vaccination stance, and that's his business. Nobody's going to tell him whether to get a vax, not get a vax. Again, right. that's his business. And, you know, Durant, and he's a team. who's and ho- now hurt, and- right. didn't play and that- the entire first season. So, look, I mean, it right now it, it was it was a colossal failure, and we'll see what happens when Ben Simmons steps in into the Nets, uh, into the Nets organization now. And, and look. They kind of they had Daryl Morey by the nutsack, you know. Morey wanted Harden. Him and Harden are are in bed together. They love each other from their days going back to the Houston Rockets. Morey right. now in charge of the Sixes. So, you know, really they had no choice. Ben Simmons wasn't doing anything for them on the sideline, and no. the Nets had a disgruntled Harden. But again, how many more times are these guys going to get disgruntled? Harden left Oklahoma. All right, that was uh, not of his own volition. He left because, you know, he got traded to the to the Rockets, but then he ate his way out of Houston in, into the net organization, which he desperately wanted to be. And all of a sudden, within the past couple of weeks, he wanted out in the worst way, and he wanted his way to the sixes. And you know what? He got his way to the sixes, too. So, uh, look, he's, what is he, 33, 34 years old, Harden? To me, you're not winning a championship with James Harden at this point. You're just not. I'm sorry. He's a shooter. He's a scorer. I don't think he's that piece. I just don't. For for 10 years, I've been saying you will never win a title. And I love Kevin Durant. When he was on Oklahoma City, I said it. I I put it on Facebook wherever I did it. said he will never win a title with Russ Westbrook or Harden. Those two guys are just not built to win championships. Durant went away, went, got, got, got away from them, won the championship with Curry. I mean, and I and once this happened again with the Nets, I was I Durant. You're not winning a title, with guys like Harden, Kyrie. Yes, because LeBron was there. That's why you won the championship. Kyrie was great in that final, but but it was LeBron James is the reason you won a championship. These are three of the most mentally weak players in the NBA, if you think about it. Harden. Well, is I don't a, think is a, I don't think Durant is mentally weak. I just think oh, he's, yeah. he has he's been he has hit 30, with the injury he, bug. No, that but he has twenty burner accounts on Twitter. If, He's very if, insecure. Oh, well, yeah, I mean social, very yeah, social media. Yeah, I'm just I'm talking then, just on the court. Harden, I don't gets, what he Harden does. gets mad. Harden gets you know when the, where the wind blows is where his attitude goes. I I read it. I was reading on the uh, Athletic like last month. And Kyrie is impossible to deal with. I respect his decision with the vaccination stuff, but that guy is impossible to deal with. Regard besides that. And, and he, he was supposed to, he was lighting up some Native American smoke in the locker room and Harden looked at him like, this, what the hell are you doing? Like, he, that was, Harden wanted out. Like, it's a disaster. This net, and, the, and the Nets are, are irrelevant. The Knicks are, are still a bigger, bigger uh, 
bigger story that any time, any day of the week than this oh, Nets team. Oh, absolutely. That's it's always, a joke. It's, that's always been the case here with, with the, with the <clears throat> Nets and the Knicks. There's no doubt. And look, who's, who's to say, you know, you're not guaranteed that, that Durant's going to come back healthy either. Who knows? You, know, you, you, you just don't know that. And look, you know, they could, and from everything you understand, they're waiting to see if there's another mandate that's going to come down. It's going to allow Kyrie to play in the playoffs at the Barclays said that if Eventually the Nets, make, gonna, if the Nets it, make the playoffs. Yeah, imagine. Imagine I mean, Nets, right Lakers, now, right now Nets the Wizards, Lakers don't make the playoffs. <laughs> right now they're playing the Wizards. They were playing the Wizards tonight. The Wizards have nobody on the roster. They just lost Bradley Beal. They traded for Pozingas today. They gave up Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie. So and and how the mighty have fallen with Pozingas. The well, one good thing the, the Knicks Luca, have, Luca the, wanted no part of them. That's yeah, but was. the one good thing the Knicks have done in the last ten years was to make the Pozingas trade. That was oh, the best yeah. thing. That was the best, best transaction thing. they made in ten years. But the Wizards have nobody on their roster today. It's basically an open roster spot where they could just maybe get somebody a ball boy to play. Besides and their favorite, the, their favorite have, over they were favorite have, over the Nets tonight. I have I have the game on right now. Besides Kyrie, it's like I'm watching a G League game. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, that's I get a kick out of that because there's a lot of people. And listen, uh, Steve Nash is not an NBA head coach. I mean, we know that he's proven that he's no, experienced. But he, if you look at this Nets roster right Andrew, now, Andrew, Steve Nash is the equivalent of Jason Garrett as a head coach. All he does is sit there and clap on the sidelines. He does nothing else. He doesn't coach. Right. Well, I mean, people complaining about Nash's rotations, but like you look at this Nets roster right now. I don't care who the coach is. If you have guys like J- uh, Javon Carter. And Kessler Edwards playing twenty eight to thirty minutes a night. You're not winning any ball games, regardless. Oh well, yeah, right now the team. Well, the team. The team is a disaster right now. It's a disaster. Definitely. It's a disaster. But you know what? I, I wonder too because I mean I, I, they obviously got more value than was being rumored earlier in the week. Uh, you know there was a rumored package going around all week, and there were no draft picks involved. And a lot of those rumored packages also had Patty Mills going to the Sixers with James Harden. They were able to hold on to Patty Mills, who really has been one of the most valuable players on that team all year because he's been readily available. He's a shooter he's been scoring he's solid, for them solid, and he's solid. a winner he comes from the greg popovich spurs right he's been there and done that he's a bona fide winner he knows how to play the game the right way they get to keep him and that's huge but you know you you, listen, you get listen, rid of I'm... a disgruntled superstar and harden and you bring in a disgruntled non-superstar i'll never call ben simmons a superstar because he's not he's not a superstar he's a good player though he's, good he's player, a good player but he's, he's not playing. a superstar he's but he's on a max contract he's disgruntled and couldn't handle philadelphia and you gotta wonder if He'll be able to handle New York. I mean, I know the Brooklyn Nets are not the story in town, and there's a lot less pressure playing for the Nets than there would be with the Knicks. But if he couldn't handle Philadelphia, this is a similar market to come to. And now all of a sudden, he's rearing and ready to go. I mean, he had rumored mental health issues. He was seeing a therapist. He wasn't right. mentally ready to play. And now all of a sudden, he's going to suit up and he's going to play. And well, if results don't come right away, it's going to go up in flames it, yet again. It, it a lot of that's that he, the agent telling him, you got to do this stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to act like you're not. You don't want to be here. You want to get the hell out of here. You got to do everything you can to get out of here. Spend Simmons and Durant, if they're on the court together, that's I think that's I think that's as good as hard Harden and Durant. I, and you don't worry. Simmons, you don't Simmons to, plays defense. Simmons. You don't have to worry defender. about Simmons shooting the ball. And listen, no. you can't say he couldn't handle Philadelphia. He was thrown under the bus by Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers at the end of right. that playoff series. They basically drove the bus over him and then backed it up right. over him again. So, you know, that's well, he deserved it, though. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from anyone who was considered he a was star. Bad. But he there's was no bad, doubt. But, but when you're that, he was really, really good. He was really he was good when your good. coach and and MB, your best player, are calling you out like that. I'm not – listen, to me, he should have just came back strong and got through it and got over it. 
He took a different stance. I don't agree with the stance that he took, but let me tell you something. With Kyrie That's what the and, NBA players do. And Durant That's what they do. And Durant there and Andre Drummond there. Let me tell you, and now well, Seth Andre, Dr- Andre now Drummond Seth, is the most on, underrated on, part. On. That, and now, he's the and most now underrated Seth, part. Yeah, and now Seth Curry there. You don't have to worry about Simmons being a shooter. And that was the problem in Philadelphia. They didn't have that next shooter. They didn't have that guy, and they wanted Simmons to be that guy. That's not who he is. He's a facilitator. No, he He's a big point guard that could defend the hell out of anybody. And I'm going to tell you something. In a playoff series against Philadelphia, if the Nets happen to face Philadelphia in the playoffs, he's going to he's gonna lock down Harden. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, going to lock him down. And Drum, you were saying Drummond. Drummond's an underrated part of this deal. A, Let me tell you something. A 16 when and 16 guy every time when, he plays. When Embiid is out, when Embiid is out, he puts up. And beat numbers. He puts up big numbers. Drummond. I mean, that, that's 16 a good piece. And Sixteen guy. It's not yeah. a bad piece. Now you don't. Now you don't have to worry about playing Blake Griffin thirty minutes. You can play him ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Get get what the most you can out of him. Then then now it was a good. It was a much better trade for the Nets by far, easily. And I got some breaking news here, boys. Uh oh. Leon Rose and Worldwide Rest just. Oh, they just figured out that the trading deadline passed. <laughs> 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 That's too bad. But look, well, yeah, the, the trading anybody... deadline didn't pass without making a big splash. The Knicks did too with Cam Reddish. Don't forget about that big splash that they made. Yes, yeah, well, they, they got six a guy minutes, Thibodeau, six minutes in twelve games. Thibodeau doesn't even want him on the team. But no, and listen, you know, you might see that the 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 bloom is off is off the rose on uh, uh, uh you know with with, with Thibodeau. That's over and done. He might even get fired at the end of this year. It always happens. You get the one bump out of him, five, six wins, and then if you have a team that's mentally weak and has a bunch of prima donnas on it, they don't like playing for him because he's too well. He doesn't play the young guys. He doesn't play the he 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 refuses to play the young guys. And look, a lot of this is on the Knicks too because in that draft, and we said it too, they had a Halliburton sitting there for them, sitting there, and they went with Obi Toppin, who was not a fit on this team if he doesn't have the right point guard. He's a pick-and-roll player. That's what he was in college, and that's what he is now in the NBA. He's not even getting any minutes. When he does get minutes, he does play okay. He's okay, but they could have had Halliburton in that draft, and they passed on him. It's the Knicks' own fault once again. I can't believe the Kings traded him. That was was a surprise. Well, listen, they did get Sabonis. I've always yeah, liked the bonus. He's real. No, he's real good. The bonus is a good play, and him and Fox had a had. They looked good together last night. I tell you that. Yeah, they but, beat up on my my T Wolves. I had the T Wolves last night. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Let's let's move on, Andrew. Take us away from basketball. Yeah, please. Uh, yes. It's one, yes. the one good thing about the stupid Xfinity not having MSG anymore, which is driving me nuts with the Rangers. But at least I don't have to watch the Knicks abortion every night. They're back to the, they're back to normal. Yeah, you're saving you're saving your sanity. That's right. I was just having that conversation. Seems like last year might be a little bit of bit of a fluke because they're back to being an abomination. But yeah. as promised, we we got a big well, football show lined up because we got the Super Bowl coming up. It's what everyone's been waiting for. Uh, Rob and I obviously didn't record last week, so uh, we didn't break down the AFC and NFC championship. We're not going to get into you know every vivid detail. Everything that's been said has been said already. Um, but there's a couple just main takeaways that I wanted to touch on quick before we get into the actual Super Bowl, and we'll spend a lot of time breaking down both sides, what they bring to the table, predictions for the games. We'll do our pick em. We always do our pick em every week, and obviously Tommy will be a guest on that segment this week. We'll talk about some betting angles, prop bets, national anthems, coin tosses, you name it, we'll talk about it. Um, but as far as the championship games were concerned, 
Um, and not that I'm kind of throwing it in your, in your face and saying, ha you were wrong, Rob. I'm not doing that. But you, you, you said when we were breaking down the AFC championship, you said you weren't sure um, if the Bengals were ready for the moment. And you didn't say this, but a lot of people had even pointed to Zach Taylor as one of the key pieces that might be a difference in this game because Andy Reid has been there and done that for 15-plus years in big games. And Zach Taylor, this was the biggest game of his career. Let me tell you something. The one major takeaway that I had, besides the fact that Mahomes played poorly in the second half, I think the reason he played poorly was because of the second-half adjustments that Cincinnati's defense made. What they were able to do to just completely shut down Kansas City's offense was one of the most impressive showings I've seen all postseason long. Joe Burrow was built for the moment. Listen, he didn't light it up and throw for 400 yards, but he did what needed to be done. They established a little bit of a running game with Joe Mixon. They were able to force some key turnovers. Um, And... I think in this game coming up that they're ready for the moment because they proved it last week. The Super Bowl is obviously a step above the AFC championship. Nobody's denying that. But they went full speed ahead and I think impressed the shit out of people last week. And that defense especially, which I think a lot of people underrated, I think they've taken a lot of people by notice because of how well they were able to contain well, Mahomes and company in the second half of that game. Look, if you were, the big, you know what the biggest turning point of that game was? was the text message you sent me, Tommy and Bruce, about how bad Eli Apple was. <laughs> I, made, yeah, I, I, I mushed him into Deion Sanders. You, you mushed him into, <laughs> into Ronnie Lott. That tackle he makes on Tyreek Hill, which was, listen, it wasn't the play call. Andy Reid said it afterwards. Mahomes even admitted it. That wasn't the play call. He got greedy. He should have threw the ball away and saved himself the field goal. They got greedy. Mahomes admittedly said he got greedy. But that was the whole turning point in the game right there. Huge. Take the field goal. Take the three points. You, had, you, you gave them life. You have a different game. You gave you them gave life. You gave the Bengals life. Yeah. 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 You gave them do you life. Think, do, so. you think, do you think Mahomes got hurt at all? Like, I, he seemed like – I was to, like, look at the look at the six quarters before that. In Buffalo – against Buffalo and then the fir- first half. And then all of a sudden, he was nothing. He was horrendous. Like, I don't know if he got hurt at, at some point. We didn't – nobody noticed that. I don't know. Like a, you know what? It, know you know what it looked he, like. He would have heard. I don't think he got hurt. Yeah, probably, probably. But, the, but, but I could, I could see. I could see where you're coming from too, because we saw characteristics from Mahomes that we've never seen in his career. It almost looked as if he didn't trust himself enough to make throws because he was not right. getting pressured out of the pocket as much as he made it seem like he was. There were a lot of times where he's, his first read might have not been available, and he ultimately went into panic mode and started running around in circles like a maniac. I mean, yeah. Mahomes has always been good at eluding pressure, and we saw firsthand in the Super Bowl last year what getting pressure could do. He was running for his life in the Super Bowl. Oh, he was running it. for his life in this game, but it wasn't the same level of nah. pressure that he was facing in last year's Super Bowl. It was almost as if he didn't trust himself, and if his first read nah. wasn't there, he just yeah. went into full-fledged panic mode. Well, you know what you attribute that to? The fact that Mahomes always could make the magical play. Right. When do you not see him make that play? And, you know, it's almost like he was – I don't think he was panicked into anything, but he was still trying to force the issue, including towards the end of the game when basically they had a chip shot field goal that turned into a 48-yard field goal for the, for the uh, to, to send it into overtime. Yeah. And not only and that, that, but he fumbles the ball and the offensive lineman has to fall on it. They nearly lost the game right then and there. So, you know, yeah. he was just trying to force the issue, much like Brett Favre always did it, oh, and they forced themselves into – they forced themselves into monumental mistakes, and that's what Mahomes yeah. did. And there was, listen, there was a lot of frustration on his part, too, once again. But, you know, that was the chief offense we were looking at 
that, that middle part of the season when we kept on saying, Andrew, on this yeah, like podcast, weeks, weeks four we through kept eight. saying that teams were taking the top away from them and they weren't taking what they were giving them. And you've seen the Chiefs, they still were not running the ball enough in that second half. Even with the lead, they, they just refused to run the ball. It, it, they tried to press it downfield, press it downfield. There was nothing there. And they were forcing themselves into third and tens, third and twelves, and the plays weren't there to be had. You know, all they needed to do was establish a running game and work it from there. Look, Bengals' offense is explosive, but to me, look, look, the Bengals won that game, but to me, they, the Chiefs lost that game in the second half more than the Bengals won that game. So, yeah. I, I, look, it, it, this game's a crapshoot here in the Super Bowl, but yeah. we'll go through that. Well, Rob, it's funny you say fall because it when in set in my mock in 2017, which you've seen, I mean, you guys bring up the Mahomes how I was on him. I I said he's a gunslinger and you've got to think Brett Favre, I, but I thought he grew out of that the last few years and then now this now with the last year and a half or so he is Brett Favre. He's yeah, Brett Favre. He, he's Brett Favre. And, and listen, a lot of times it catches up to you. It can you know those, those oh yeah types these of hits play, yeah they, they they the hits you know these throws where he's submarining the ball and he's sidearming the ball and he's look he, he's gotten away with it but there were times where you're gonna have a second half like he had which cost him the game oh yeah it, it cost him from from that last play in the set in the first half to the entire second half he really cost the chiefs the game more than anybody big time it was great but it was just crazy how much of a difference it was, he just fell off the cliff it was on it was really yes yeah, jarring the cliff yeah, and it, taking it away the bad. taking away the top was essentially what won them that game because the the, the turnover in overtime was just that they had the safety oh, yeah. help over the top with uh, yeah. was it Von Bell or was it Jesse yeah, Von, Bates? Uh, I think it was Bell. I think it was Bell who went in and made a play because they had that help over the top, taking away the deep ball. And again, Rob, it was a throw that in real time you knew immediately it was a throw that he shouldn't have made. Right. It goes back to your point of him trying to force the issue, just Forcing make issue. everything happen yeah. on his own, and it came back to bite them. Now we'll move to the NFC real quick, and obviously you had the Rams and 49ers. And I tell you what, that game, they're, they're, the turning point in that game was very similar. It was a, a big-time defensive play that turned the tide in the AFC Championship game, and you mentioned it before with Eli Apple making that tackle at the goal line to keep the score where it was right before the half because if the Chiefs score there, I think that's the final nail in the coffin and Cincinnati never comes back. It was the lack of a defensive play in the NFC Championship that was a turning point because as much as everyone's gung-ho about Matthew Stafford and rooting for him and cheering for him, which I'm one of those guys because I think he's probably one of the more underappreciated players in the league over the past decade because he was buried in Detroit. But if Jaquiski Tart just puts both hands on the football and catches it, Matthew Stafford I don't think is going to the Super Bowl either because the 49ers yeah. had control oh, yeah. of that game, and that was a turning point for them, the lack of a defensive play. You open the door for them to do something, and then obviously the Rams take the lead, and we've seen it time and time again. Jimmy Garoppolo was a winner when a lot of things are going in his favor. If you put the ball in his hands and say, you got to go down and win us the game, he's never able to do it, and that's going to be um, kind of the culmination of what's going to happen this offseason with them ultimately moving on from him because he's just not that type of guy who could take the team and put it on his shoulders. When things are around him are working in sync and when he's got a ton of talent, he can be extremely efficient and he can bring that winning mentality and culture to the group. But when it's the onus is on him to win a game, I don't think he's able to do it. 
Well, it made the decision. Oh, it made the, the 49er decision a lot easier now oh, to yeah. move on from Jimmy G mm-hmm. to Trey Lance because if Jimmy G takes him to the Super Bowl, it's tough to justify, you know, cutting him or trying to trade him at the at the end of the season. The, uh, the, the Ravens did it with Dilfer. <laughs> yeah, not well. Yeah, that's Trent Dilfer. But, but, but yeah. look. No, look, Jimmy G. He's a good quarterback. He does get a lot. He he didn't play well in these playoffs. He did yeah. have the big drive to to set them up for the game winning field goal against the Packers. But listen, this game was on his back against the yeah. Rams. He really lost this game for the for the 49ers because of this game was to be had by the 49ers. But oh, yeah. Jimmy G didn't make any plays whatsoever. So you know, I mean, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you, like, like Andrew was saying, with these, it's these it was each game came down to one play. The margin of error in this playoffs has been on just razor thin. Every game comes down to one play. Are these some of the better playoff games? Those six this playoff games. This might be games? the best playoffs. Were those some of the, the best week, six games we ever saw? The division, right? From the divisional on, and that, that's funny be because because I I swear that first weekend of games might have been the worst weekend of playoff awful. football yeah, I've ever seen. Terrible. It was awful, yeah. including my yeah. Steelers. It, it was. Brutal. It was brutal. But the following watch. Th- those two weeks leading into the AFC NFC Championship, the four games prior to that, and these two here, those Incredible. were so, those are six of, of the best games. If you're an NFL fan, I mean, cherish those games. Even you're not going to find something amazing. like that. Even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a disgrace. I mean, I don't, we don't even have to waste the no, we're not, we're not gonna waste a second. No, we're not going to waste a second on that. That's a disgrace. To get rid of the game. All right, go look. Jesus. I I mean, look. W- w- so we. We're looking. We're looking at 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 this Super Bowl now, and I, I tell you the truth, it's a little weird because you look at these two offenses, guys. And I don't know what you thought, but as soon as the line came out, I, I immediately went over to the score. I looked at the line, went onto the website where you put your bets in and stuff as well. Looked at the score. I looked at the total. Looked at the line. The line was four, which I kind of figured. It's at SoFi Stadium, which is basically a home game for the Rams, even though yeah. they're not considered the home team. But right. it's a home game for them. Yeah. So the, the line of four makes sense. I mean, it's, it's a home game for them. They're on their home turf. They're at home. They don't have to travel. So the they four sleep is good. In their but, own be- they've been sleeping right. in their own bed for two but, weeks. Was, was it a little surprising to you guys that the total on this game was 49 and a half? Did you think it would be more? I thought it would be 52, 53. You know, I, with these two you know offenses, what? I, that could be explosive. I think it's two explosive offenses that if they're playing in the regular season, you probably see this total probably up to 54, 55 range. But to me, you have two quarterbacks who have never played in a big game before. So you can see some early game jitters, maybe a possession or two that it takes them to really get things going. And that's a possession or two without a score, which I think can be reflective of why that total is four or five points and lower listen, where and you, have, you would you have, think it would be. And you have a great defense with the Rams and a defense that can adjust, as we saw in the Bengals. So it's another but the reason, Ram defense, you know, you know they, they don't do they do they do they the perception of them is they have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They got some big time players, Floyd. You know, they got some big time Von Miller they brought over. They they the perception is they have some great players on defense. But do you really consider it a great shutdown defense? Do you can you guys consider that early on? Early on, it is, and then I feel like they take their foot off the gas, like they did with Tampa. They didn't. The, the Cardinals were just not good enough to come back. The Bucks were, and they and and then the Niners. That was just a you know that was a, a slobber knocker. That was a, a dog fight. But I feel like I, I that defense is is real tough. I mean, I'm worried about Burrow. He's gonna have some trouble. He's he's gonna be running for his life. I think. Hope maybe they find maybe this 
this offensive line sees all the press clippings this week and they're pissed and they say, and they, they step it up. But I mean, this defense, this is a different defense than the Titans even, and they got nine sacks. This is Aaron Donald coming at you, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller. You know what I mean? This is a scary, scary situation. I still, I still think the margin for error is very slim for the Rams because you brought up that Titans game. Burrow sacked nine times. They still find a way to win. So we know that that yeah, front but, floor well, for the Rams is going to be able to get pressure. They're going to be able to cause havoc, but they cannot make mistakes because Burrow and company have found a way to win when faced with adversity all year long. Well, you don't have Ryan Tannehill. To, well, you might because Matt, Matt Stafford can turn into Ryan Tannehill at a drop of a dime. The problem Burrow is going to have is the right side of that offensive line, which is God awful. And if they decide, which Ooh. they probably will, to line up probably Aaron Donald and Von Miller on that side, it could wreak havoc on Burrow all day and that's why getting yeah. mixing getting mixing started early with the running game is going to be vital you know to what? the Bengals you know offense. What? that running game doesn't give up that running game is given up 50 yards a game in the playoffs which is yeah, insane no. that's it's, insane yeah. it, it is but again it's going to be vital to any sort of success that the oh, Bengals yeah. might have because it. you can't you can't drop back burrow 40 45 times you're going to have to establish that running game at Mixon. You know, they run the screen passes to Mixon, maybe yeah. bubble screens to Chase and Higgins and guys like that, and maybe quick slants just to try and get – You're going to have to get rid of the ball quick. You're going to have to get rid of the ball quick. You're going to have to slow down that pass rush. Like I said, that right side of the Bengals' offensive line is god-awful and it has been given Burrow problems all, all playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. So that's going to be vital. It's going to be vital. The thing I think that makes a difference for me is that receiving core for Cincinnati because as good as the Rams are as a unit, and obviously they're top-heavy, they got that star power, particularly up front, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, as you mentioned, and they got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary, but those other pieces, man, they just they don't do it for me, and they're more so speed guys than they are physicality guys. you got two real physical receivers on the Bengals side, and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and you're going to have to devote a lot of attention to Jamar Chase to keep him under wraps, and I think that opens up the opportunity for a guy like T Higgins to kind of be an X factor. You've seen a couple times this season where he was Burrow's number one option. He had that one day where he had 200 plus yards and three scores. When they lock in and have that connection going, it can be lethal. Let's not forget about Tyler Boyd too. They have a bunch of weapons on that Cincinnati side of the ball, particularly in the passing game. And I don't know if the Rams defense in the secondary is going to be equipped. That's why the onus is on the Bengals up front to be able to, to handle the pressure a little bit, to give Burrow time to throw, because if he's given just a little bit of time, he's going to be able to capitalize. Well, I'll tell you the truth. That's why, you know, you mentioned Tyler Boyd, and I was going to go there, Andrew. Uh, I think guys like a guy like Tyler Boyd is a good little prop bet, and we're going to get into, the, into that with oh, yeah. Tommy later. But oh, you, know, you, look at, you look at even C.J. Azuma, his health is going to be vital to the Bengal passing game Huge. as well. Because if Huge. you look at the Rams' defense, they had to bring in Eric Weddle. Yeah, they had to bring in Eric Weddle, who's been who's been out for the last two years, hasn't played for two years, and they inserted him into the starting safety position in the last week of the season and into the playoffs, and they're getting destroyed in the middle of the field, and that's Tyler Boyd and that's C.J. Azuma. So you know those two guys are going to play a big role, and don't be surprised that if you see them maybe trying to double up on Chase and then just have Ramsey cover Higgins himself. I wouldn't be well, shocked listen, at that at all, which will leave the middle Jaylen of the field Ramsey, open. Opposite side of Jalen Ramsey isn't exactly Daryl Green either. You got no. DeAndre Dayton. I mean, you got David Long, who's a you know a serviceable backup. But, they, you know, it's Ramsey. 
Ramsey can't cover Chase Higgins and Boyd and Azuma and and Piran coming at a, you know catching the ball out of the backfield and mixing. A lot of weapons for this Bengals team. You, 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 I mean, you're right up front that te- that defense is real good, and but the back the back end is definitely suspect besides besides Ramsey. You know, Eric yeah. Weddle. You know, it's a good story, but I mean, you know, you can't count on him to be dominant. No, and he's no, already he's, he's already said that there's no chance he plays anymore after this game. This is it. No, you can tell he's, out, he's washed. He, he he retired two years ago. <laughs> it's incredible. Come on, it's incredible. and he's, he's starting. Yeah, I mean, look, look, he's got a couple of games under his belt now. He's he's an experienced veteran, but he he's not the same player that he was. Let's face no. it; we all know that. So again, that middle of the field could be exploitable. It's important that Azuma is healthy for them. He did get hurt in that, la- in that NF- uh, AFC championship game. Uh, I think he had the ankle or the knee, but he was hurt. He came off limping. Um, you know, he had a couple of weeks there to rest it. So his health is going to be vital to their passing game again for the Bengals, as well as Tyler Boyd in that middle of that field. Man, oh, man. You know, they can exploit it. They can exploit it. But oh, yeah. we'll see. And the game is going to be in Stafford's hands as well because we talk about the, how good the Rams' defense is up front, good run stoppers. Uh, they've been good in the postseason, and I think they ranked fifth in the regular season as far as rushing yards allowed per game. Cincinnati was sixth in the league in rushing yards per game. They're good up front too. It comes down to the secondary, and they have some big holes in the secondary. Obviously, I mean, Eli Apple probably played one of the worst halves of football I've ever seen in the first half, and then turned it around and probably played one of the best halves of football I've ever seen in the second half. Uh, The onus is going to be on Stafford from the offensive side for the Rams, and obviously you got Cup, you got Odell. But if they're able to take – one of those guys out of the game. You know, it's funny in these playoffs, one sneaky receiver that I really like has been Van Jefferson, but he's virtually been a non-factor in that offense these yeah, past couple Beckham of weeks. Got there, yeah. Once so got a guy, I feel like a guy like that can be a sneaky X factor too, because you're going to devote all your attention. Listen, we haven't seen Cooper Cup been slowed down all year. I mean, he's just been a stud all year long. There is no slow, slowing him down. No. But when you come to the red zone, Stafford loves to target Odell Beckham, hence the seven touchdowns or whatever it is since Beckham got there. They're going to be devoting a lot of attention to take those guys out. It's going to be incumbent on a guy like Jefferson to step up. Maybe the kid Skoronek, he comes in the game when they're trying to get the ball down the field. He was open for a touchdown and he dropped it. Those guys are going to have to show up and play because they're going to get targeted. Well, look, nobody covers Cooper Cup. We've seen that now for 19 straight, 18 straight weeks. Nobody's covering Cooper Cup. It doesn't matter because he's the only guy in the field that you really have to worry about on the Rams at certain times. And obviously they just got Beckham. So uh, it, with him there now, but it doesn't matter. He, he, he can line his, up anywhere. He, he gets his 10 anywhere. catches for 150 yeah. yards every single oh, yeah. game. And 12, he's the 100 you know, yard games. You it's look insane. at him and you're saying there's one guy in the field that you know they want to vote it was Cooper Cup. And somehow, some way he's wide open every single time. Every he's time, unbelievable. So they could devote. They could devote all they want to him, unless they devote a hand grenade. Then, yeah. <laughs> you're not covering. Right. You're not covering through a Cooper Cup. It's just no. not happening. So you could pencil him in now for ten catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown or two. I, I, it's it's a lock. And Beckham there. Beckham is the Beckham of old now. You know, you watch Beckham the last few games. I tell you, he's looked terrific. Yeah, he's Eddie I Haskell. Mean, he's Eddie Haskell. Terrific. He's, 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 he's been his best Eddie Haskell uh, impression now. And, he's, and he's a perfect gentleman yeah. now. I mean, you know, well, that's look, what winning does. That's what winning does. And let's not forget Cam Akers coming back. And I know he fumbled uh, a couple of times in that 
in that NFC championship game. He had a couple of fumbles there, didn't run the ball all that great, only averaged two and a half yards a carry. But at the same time, you still have Sony Michelle there to, yeah. to get the, I would to lead, get the I tough would lead yards. On, I would lean on Michelle. The guy's been they, in the Super Bowl. He knows what he's testing. No doubt. Uh, Akers, and they I might. Don't know, Akers with the fumbles, they might. And, and Daryl yeah. Henderson's going to be activated too, I think. So I but, so any like running back prop if we, when we talk later, I would go. I would lean under on the on the. But I tell you, the only thing with Akers, he gives them a weapon coming out of the backfield if needed. He runs that yeah. wheel route, man. I'll tell you. And, oh, he's you know, great. He's, he's unbelievable. I can't this, believe he's Akers back. Akers is a hell of an explosive play. He, he came back from an Achilles, you know, took him five months, five amazing and a half months, that he came back. which was amazing within itself. So, and look, he's got a couple of extra weeks here where he kind of rested his body a little bit more. Akers, maybe he was banged up a little bit. He wasn't, you know, he didn't play the entire season. He lost a couple of those fumbles, but it seems like McVay wants him in the game whenever he can get him in the game, Akers. So we'll yeah. see what happens. But I do, I agree with you, Tommy. Uh, you know, Michelle could play a big role here. He was in the Super Bowl already. He's a tough, tough inside the tackle running back. You know, right. he, he's, he's got ball security. Uh, you know, for sure, you see, he's going to get the ball in the goal line. I'll guarantee you that. Oh, I don't yeah. think they're going to give the ball to Akers inside the five-yard line. No. After those fumbling issues. So, and, and look, the, the X factor is going to be Stafford. We've seen Stafford have some horrendous games and make some horrendous throws, guys. Even last, even last week, even in yeah. the championship game, there were some throws that which I was like, this is, this guy's, how is he, what kind of throw is that? Like, he throws some bad, bad balls. Well, that does. throw I brought up before, bad that balls. tart dropped. That was, yeah. where, where was he throwing? It was awful. Yes. You know, when they lose this game, it's going to be on Stafford. It's going, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be that he 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 threw two, three picks. You know, yeah. he basically gave them possessions or, or for right. terrible throws. It's going to be on Stafford for sure. I, I, look, I, I don't. You know, the whole thing with me is I, I don't see Burrow, and he can. Don't get me wrong. I don't see Burrow making those mistakes, man. That kid is so calm he's and un, cool. He's unreal. He's and a young Tom be, Brady, man. Yeah, and and listen, he he's an older guy. Um, yeah. He, he he played in the SEC, which every single week That's was almost like a. It's it, right. It's it's yeah. almost playing in a Super Bowl every single week, right. and a national right. championship is basically yeah. like playing in a Super oh, yeah. Bowl. All right, it's a different stage, but still, he's in front of eighty, ninety, hundred thousand people in the biggest of biggest games, and he handled himself very well. <laughs> Let's he's, face he's it. Tough, he's tough as nails. I mean, I've, he's tough as you, nails. I don't know. Yes. If, I don't know if you've been watching on the NFL. They've been showing. He took a hit. I forget. I think they were playing. Might have been South Carolina. I forget who it was. Or Vanderbilt. He took a hit where he was. He should have been knocked out. This was the year before he won the national championship. Blindsided on after he threw a pick. Gets right back in there. Wins the game. This kid is just. This kid is. You cannot rattle him at all. He's unreal. He's he, really. He, it's, he, it's, it's. 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 It's incredible. All right. So let me ask you a question. Going into the Super Bowl, who would you rather have as your quarterback? Coming in, Burrow, Burrow or Stafford, Burrow, right? It's Burrow. a no-brainer. I don't right? even blink. I don't even it's, blink. It's a no-brainer, right? I don't even blink, right? Yeah, you know what? There's because what the Bengals have done has been incredible. It's like overcoming adversity and just showing that no moment is too big for them. Where the Rams, on the other hand, they were kind of gift wrapped the game by San Francisco, and let's not forget the week before that that they almost blew a 24-point lead and were basically gift wrapped every opportunity. I mean, he couldn't make it up. Cam Akers fumbles, Tampa recovers on the first play after getting possession. They snap it over Brady's head and the Rams get the ball right back. So, like, they were gift wrapped every opportunity to try yeah. to win that game. And they just kept giving it back to Tampa and said, no, we don't want to win here. 
you try to win. So even though it's great to see Stafford make it to where they've made it so far this year, because I think he deserves it because he's underappreciated, they have not impressed me as much as Joe Burrow and company have en route to this moment. And that's why I think I'm more confident. Let's put it this way. With both guys, it's weird to say because Stafford's a, what, 12, 13-year veteran at this point, and Burrow's only in his second year. And really, last year, what did he play, nine games before his knee got torn up? It's incredible that you're going into a Super Bowl, and I would say that the more cool, calm, and collected quarterback would be the guy that's had a cup of coffee in the NFL rather than Stafford, who's been around the block for 12, 13 years now. It's crazy. He's, he's, yeah. he's Joe cool. He's Joe cool. But I'll tell you what, Matthew Stafford's one of the toughest son of a bitches in, in the he, NFL. He's a that tough kid in his own sure. he is. For sure. He, he is. He's definitely a tough <clears throat> kid. There's no doubt about that. A bit inconsistent. And Very again, inconsistent. again, that could cost him this Super Bowl with his inconsistencies. But, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I, okay. How do you see this game going at the end of the first half? Uh, Let's forget about the end of the game. Let's just go right. with the first half. How do you see this? How do you see this? Uh, this game kind of progressing. I think, like Andrew said, I think it's gonna it's gonna be like a Patriot game where they every if you notice the Patriots never score in the first quarter. Like this, this, this Bengal team reminds me of the 01 Patriots a little bit. The young quarterback. They're not expect you know. Us against the world. Nobody thinks we can beat him. You know what I mean? But I, they have a little more, a lot more offensive talent, I would say, with Chase and the, and the receivers. But Burrow reminds me of a young Brady. I think it's going to be – I think they're going to feel each other out early. I don't know. I think it's going to take a mistake from one of these teams to get the other team rolling. And it could very well be Stafford throwing a pick. Or can it could be see- Burrow getting blindsided and strip sacked. But can you fumble. see McVay's personality, the way he coaches – coaching to the point where he's just going to feel a team out or do you see him coming out i could see mcveigh coming out aggressively he might I mean, because, ball, because of what because of the wall, last super it's just bowl. His pers- it's his personality probably because of the last super bowl where he was out coached he was right. outclassed he was out coached by belichick and they, and they, couldn't, do and they couldn't do a thing they yeah. couldn't do a thing offensively and that's a uh, that's a great McVay, point McVay and that's was where following i was leading belichick to. around yeah. like a puppy but this time yeah. it's taylor who might be following around mcveigh because he was on his staff but you know I could uh, see McVeigh coming out balls to the wall. He might starting. Well, I really can. I, we'll get into the props, but there's a prop I love, and it's because of because of McVeigh. I'll talk. We'll talk about it later. But prop I absolutely love that we'll talk about. You know what I love about this Bengals team, and I can kind of see them coming out aggressive because of it. Uh, coming out conservative, rather. It's you know a lot of these teams who have that us against the world mentality. It's a very rah rah us against the world type thing where the Bengals us against the world mentality is kind of like, all right, you don't think we're that good. Just watch. If that makes sense. It's like a calm bravado type mentality that they're bringing to the table rather than you're doubting us. You're doubting us. We're going to show you. No, it's just, okay, watch. We'll just beat you. Simple as that. So I can see them coming out and just playing their game and not trying to prove anything early on by being super duper aggressive. I think they could just go out there and, you know, like you said, Rob, hand it off to Mixon a couple times, try to get the front four on their heels a little bit, open things up and kind of let the game plan get go into fruition rather than trying to force the issue right away. That's what I could say. That's because this team follows their quarterback. What he that's his that's his aura is the same way. He he will never get rattled. He even said that they, they were asking him give advice to young football players, young kids coming up. He said, "Stay off social media. Don't don't put your workouts on social media. Stay off it. Do the do the work in silence. That's what that's his that's his motto, and that's how his team this team follows him because 
he, you know, he's not looking for the accolades. He's not rah-rah guy, he's, but he is a leader as, as much as anybody in the NFL right now. And that team follows what he does. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. He's, got, he's got that swagger about him, and it's kind of a, a lead by example sort of thing. Like, even I don't need the, to be the most the, vocal guy in a room for you guys to follow me. Just listen. Just have this same kind of mindset. Just go out there and play your game. I'll, I'll follow the way. Follow me. Even the kicker has ice in his veins on that team. The kicker is unreal. He's unreal. He's, He's been a Terry. He, he is unreal. God bless that kid. But you know what? Super Bowl is a whole different animal. Let's see what happens here. Because yeah, all we'll it see. takes, and we know it, all it takes is one missed field goal. And all of a sudden, it's in your head. Oh, big time. You know, Scott when you've Norwood, had that sort of, right, when you've had that sort of success like this kid has had, McPherson, throughout the regular season, especially in the postseason, he's hit some oh, big yeah. kicks. He's eight oh, out yeah. of eight. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's ice games and he's won games at the last second. I tell you, it, it, all it takes is one early missed field goal. You're right. They could play a little role in your head a bit. But look, if that happens, it happens. We don't know. You, you just that's something you can't predict. But look, what you can what you can say is what what we think the Bengals need to do early on. And I tell you, if they if they are going to line Donald up on that right side and trying to exploit that right side. Well, all I would do is run Mixon to the left. Just run yeah, him away from yeah. Aaron Donald as much as possible. Run away from him. It, whatever yeah, you can do. Whatever yeah. you can do to get Mixon out in open space, that's what you need to do because Mixon's going to play a vital role in this game, I think, guys. I really, really do. You know, we could talk about Jamar Chase in a downfield passing game. A lot of times it just comes down to the simplest thing in the NFL and what's always won championships up until now, and that's that's running, running the ball. And yeah, running. And, and, well, yeah, and, and think about it. Running the ball. Think about it, too, with Uzama a little bit hobbled. Whether he plays or not is another story. But even if he does play, you know, having that injury and being hobbled a little bit, you have to wonder if maybe they even bring a second tight end into the game and line them both up on one side and like a jumbo type Why thing not? and run the ball Why to not? the left side to try to they open might. it up even more Why for not? Nixon. Why not? You know, you're going to, somebody's going to have to chip Miller. Somebody's going to have to chip Aaron Donald. You're going to have to yeah. get a chip on those guys and, and, and try and slow them down and not just have free runs at Joe Burrow at that point. Yeah, you, you might see some, you know, sample. He, I mean, Mitchell Wilcox is a block is a young tight end. He might get some looks as a blocking tight end. They're going to have to do with something because that offensive line is a sieve. I mean, you know, Isaiah Prince isn't blocking anybody. He's a turnstile. I mean, so listen, you get, you Titans gotta, sacked you, him nine times. Uh, yeah. Know, so. and, the, and the Rams have a better front four. I mean, the Titans have a good front four. They don't have Aaron Donald on, on that front four. You and I'll I mean? tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Between, you know, the rated game, all right, notwithstanding. But I, I tell you, you know, they didn't win the game on offense because of the, you know, uh, in, in the Titan and the Chiefs game, the Bengals. They didn't exploit no. anybody with their high-powered offense in neither one of those games. They kind of got shut down a bit with their offense. They were kind of a little disjointed, especially against the Titan game. You know, they scored the defense one has been sneaky good. Their defense has been sneaky good. I loved. Right. I've always loved Trey Hendrickson. I loved him in New Orleans. He was a stud. I yeah. wish the Giants would have grabbed him, but I mean, he's 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 gonna wreck. I think he's gonna wreak some havoc on Sunday. Yeah, Fifteen also. sacks this year. No, yeah. I, I know. I know you liked him in free agency locks. I remember you texting me telling me the Giants got to sign him. Giants yeah. got to sign Trey Hendrickson. I remember that. Of course that. they won't. But, of course they didn't. <laughs> well, no, they didn't. Well, listen, I don't think he would have helped them anyway. But look. No, I, I, so, all right. All right. So, listen. Feel his predictions. Oh, boy. Oh, give me man. give me, give me, me the MVP. In fact, give me an MVP on both teams. And then 
Give me how you think the game is going to progress. Final score. Man, man, this is tough. I I don't want to go against Joe Burrow. I don't want to, but I mean, I just, man, Andrew, you go first. All right. I have no problem going. I have no problem going first. Um, and this comes from a place as a non-biased Steeler fan, uh, because I wish nothing but the worst upon the entire city of Cincinnati. Cincinnati's winning this game, plain and simple. Uh, they're going to win the game. And it's going to be Jamar Chase who wins MVP because Jalen Ramsey can't even stop him. I'm sorry. He can't um, score prediction. I'm going to go 34, 28 Bengals. All right. The over and who will be your MVP on the Rams. Who do you think is going to have that game on the Rams, Andrew? Uh, well, you could say, oh man, I can't, you know, the Rams lost, but man, so-and-so was unbelievable that game. <sighs> And Skoronic. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right, well, listen. You, no, you know what? Listen, it's gonna, it's be, it'll probably be Cooper Cup. We've seen time and time again. There's no right. covering him. I mean, it, it devotes all the attention on one side of the field. You had three guys with their heads turned away from the quarterback following him, and he still finds himself wide open with six to seven yards of separation on seemingly right. every play. Right. So he'll have himself a day, and you'll probably, if my prediction goes as planned, I mean, you could see a scenario where the Bengals win the game and you look and you say, Jesus, Cooper Cup had 12 catches for 175 yards and two touchdowns, and they still lost. I could totally see that happening. Tommy Locks? I, I kind of like, I, I kind of agree with, with what you said, Rob, earlier, where you, McVay's going to try to come out. He's got to prove, you know, everyone calls him the genius. Last week, he was a little – two weeks ago, he was a very shaky with those challenge calls. I mean, he, he was brutal with those calls. Yeah, and he was. burning his timeouts. The pressure's on him. I just feel like this offensive line really scares me. I know Burrow I, – I, I, I don't want to go against him, but I, I think it's going to be – I think the Rams are going to come out quick. I think it's going to be a quick – I think they're going to jump out early, 14 nothing, And I think the Bengals are going to chip away, chip away. They're just not going to get – time's going to run out on them. So I'm going to go 24, 24-21 uh, Rams MVP. I mean, I bet on Jalen Ramsey at 100-1, to 1, hoping for a pick six or something, but I would have to go – you got to go Cup. I mean, if he's going to win, he's going to get his 10 catches. Stafford's probably going to throw one or two picks, and that's going to delete him. So I would go Cup. 24-21, I, it's going to be close. I, I don't want I, – I really am – I'm rooting for the Bengals – Right now, I don't have a bet in on the game yet, but that could change. That'll change, but I don't know. I, I, this game is really tough to call, but it, I think it the is, Bengals it, will cover. Yeah, it is a tough game to call, and you're also obviously going with the under in that as well as 24-21 under the 49-and-a-half total. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. So, well, look. All, what do you think, full, Rob? Listen, full pun intended. I'm in lockstep with you, Tommy Lock. <laughs> <laughs> full pun intended. <laughs> I'm in lockstep with you with, with the fact that I think they're going to start out fast, the Rams. I really do. I think the Rams are going to try and jump on them. The exact same reason that you said last time they were in the Super Bowl, McVay was very conservative. He was, carry, he was, he was chasing Bill Belichick around pregame. You've seen it, kissing his ass, kissing his ring. Yep. And I think now McVay there uh, with, a, with a freshman coach in the Super yep. Bowl and Zach Taylor uh, right. is probably going to look to jump on him fast and put the pressure on them instead of saying, hey, let's not leave these guys in the game and think they right. even have a chance. Let's just go out and steamroll them 
as yeah. as quick as we possibly can and make them play ch- uh, catch up the entire game. So I and the Rams see, have done that a lot. The Rams have done that a lot. They, they did it they, to Tampa. They did it to Frisco in the final ha- game of the They have season. done it. They have to keep their foot on the guy's neck, though. They don't do No that. doubt. And it's not like they don't have the firepower to do it. No, they do. They look, do. I know we're talking about Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, but, you know, you're looking at, you know, Stafford, even Higby, Higby, Cup, uh, uh, Van Jefferson, uh, Beckham, you know, so right. you, you got guys there. Cam Akers is back. Uh, Sony Michelle to run the ball. Daryl Henderson, if he comes back. No, they, so, both, listen, they got weapons. They got weapons there, and they have enough there that you, you're going to see McVay I think he's going to he, he's going to go into his bag of tricks. I, yeah. I really, really feel that way. I think he's going to go balls to the wall. Uh, don't he, listen. Don't be shocked if he see an onside kick sometime in the first oh, yeah. half. <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. You, know, happen. you just never know. You know when you, you have a know. team on their heels, and if the Rams are up fourteen nothing, like you said, Tommy, maybe they're like, hey, listen, a little onside kick. They're not expecting yeah. it. You know, right Could now happen. their heads are spinning. You know, Could something happen. crazy where you, you wouldn't shock you if McVay did it. You know, a la uh, Andy Reid when he did it. Oh, Andy Reid, no, Payton, was on it. Sean, Sean Payton, Payton opening up Sean the second Payton. half. Yeah. Yeah. Sean yeah, Payton did it with the Saints, yeah. right. Yeah. So I, I could see the Rams getting out to a lead. I'm looking at, uh, you know, maybe a 23 to um, 10 halftime. Uh, right. Ram, and I could see, like you, Tommy, talking about the Bengals chipping away. I, I, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I really, really am. I'm rooting yeah. for the Bengals. I think they'll cover the number. I think right. they'll cover the number, but I think they'll lose by three. And I'm looking yeah. at it like a 34 to 31 type game here. Right. You right. know, Bengals will make it a game. I think they'll make it. Yeah, a it'll game. be a good I game. It'll be a good game. I think they'll settle down coming into the second half pretty much right. like they did against the Chiefs, where they kind of, you know, it looked like they were getting steamrolled. But then right. all of a sudden, like you say, Andrew, you know, the Bengals, you know, they, 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 they're Joe Cool. They're like their quarterback. They they take on his personality. Nothing's going to affect them. And I don't think being down in a twenty-three to ten halftime is going to affect them. They're going to say, hey, "Listen, we're only two scores down. Let's get that next score. We're only one score down. We're right in this game." So I could see it leading into that twenty-three ten at the half, thirty-four thirty-one final. And I'm going to go because of that. I'm going to go with Matt Stafford as the MVP of the um, of the Rams. I'm going to go with Matt Stafford right. in the game. And obviously, I'm going to probably go. Burrow's probably going to put up numbers. If I'm if I'm saying he's coming from, he's playing from behind. He's going to have to put up numbers. And I could see Burrow playing from behind and almost having a 400 yard day. Would not shock me at all. Could it really wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I could see that 34 31 Rams. Although I am rooting for the Bengals. I want the Bengals to win this game. Yeah, I want to see. Not, I'm not a big Ram backer. I don't like some of the players on their team. Uh, right. You know, I, I and. Kind of looking for the Bengals to kind of slay that that uh, that that devil, that dragon, like the way the Red Sox did it and the Cubs right. did it, you know, unexpected all of a sudden. And the oh, Bengals, yeah. this was such an unexpected season. Team coming off a four win season a year before, albeit listen, they lost Burrow, but nobody thought Burrow would come back the way he wow. has. We, when, the last we time, last time Tommy Graham, was on this podcast. Said, I thought he missed half the season. I can't believe he got back. Well, Somebody, I was I was even going to point out that last time you were on this podcast, Tommy, we ripped the entire Bengals front office to shreds for taking Chase and not taking we Sewell. Did. We said that we Burrow did. was going to get did. killed. Now Chase, we did. offensive rookie of the year. But he still is getting killed. He still gets killed. He still gets killed. <laughs> but he's he's finding a, a way to win. He just well, didn't rip got, his knee apart this time. He's got a guy he could throw the ball 50 yards up in the air and get, and, and, and 
get a get a you know a reception out of Let me tell you something. He took a beating in that Titan game. He took those no, nine he, sacks. He, did. he gets he hurt did. in that game. He gets hurt in that game. Oh, and our over. conversation here about Sewell or Chase is a different conversation. Of course. I was saying, man, maybe they should have took Sewell and not take the wide receiver. They got Higgins, they got Boyd, they could have got another receiver at some other point right. in the right. second round. You know, so it's a different conversation. It's only because Burrow still took a beating. But it's only yeah. because he didn't suffer that catastrophic knee injury like he right. did last year that was saying, well, you know, maybe we were wrong about that. They were right in taking Chase. So, you know, that could change at any time with one big hit. Oh, well, you know what? They're, they're playing with house money, too, because, you know, we talked about the Patriots and how they were the most active team in free agency, and it, it paid dividends, right? I mean, Hunter Henry was a big red zone target for a while. Matthew Judon was one of the best defensive players in all of football this year. I mean, he was just an anchor for that Patriots defense. So all the money they spent, in free agency was money well spent. Um, you could say the same thing for the Cincinnati Bengals, all the moves they made in free agency, bringing in a Wuze, bringing in Hendrickson, bringing in Mike Hilton, yeah. really showed up that defense. So that defensive unit for the most part is set moving forward. All three of their wide receivers are there. Mixon is already locked up. Burrow is still on a rookie deal. You can devote free agency in the drafts to just shoring up the offensive line. And I bet you this Bengals team is, is much better next year than they even were this year. So they've exceeded well, expectations. They're only going to get better in these next two, three years. I'll tell you right now where they, and I'm very early in the stages. I'm not even close to being, you know, but, the, but I started looking at stuff after the senior bowl where they're going to pick where, uh, what are they at 30, 31, probably but 31 or 32. There's going to be a very, very, a couple of very, very good interior offensive linemen that they could take the kid from Boston college, Johnson, they oh, got Boston a few College guys. linemen are the best. Yeah, there's a few. You can't guys. go I'm wrong with Boston College yeah. So they're going to be they're in good shape, even as late as they're picking in the first round. So the Bengals, the future's bright for sure. All right, so look, <clears> let's <throat> let's segue out of the Super Bowl. I guess we we've done enough on that. I kind of want to get into the coaching changes a little bit. I don't want to get yeah. into the whole Brian Flores no. stuff that went on. That's not what we do here. That's for another day and another conversation outside of this, but. What I want to ask both you guys is outside of the Giants, because obviously me and Tommy are a little bit biased being Giant right. fans. Outside of the Giants, which team do you think made the best coaching change to benefit their system, their team going into the next season? Bears getting rid of Matt Nagy. It doesn't matter who they hired to replace him. All right. Well, the best, the best <laughs> guy. Well, listen, you know what? Nagy takes a lot of shit. I've given him a lot of shit as well. Let's not forget, though, Nagy took him twice to the playoffs. He was he also did. coach of the year in 2018 yeah. with Mitch Trubisky there. And not, not yeah. only that, he's an Eddie Pinheiro, two dinks off the upside yeah. from Doink. possibly making a Super double Bowl. Double doinks. The double, double doinks. So, look. You know what it is? He's just such an unlikable, hate, he's an unlikable lookable guy. guy. He's just, I want to punch his face. Yeah, but, but supposedly he's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. So, no, I, look, I, he's not Adam Gates. He's not Adam Gates. No, Adam Gates. And Gase I know the Bears, despite, the Bears fans hated him. I know some Bears fans, they all hated Nagy. But, again, they all loved him when he was coach of the year. What changed yeah. in three years? But let's not get so much into that anymore. It happens. Just to answer my question, what do you think the best coach in chain was? the team that brought in the best coach to benefit their organization, their system, and even maybe their quarterback outside of the Giants. We'll you get know what, there's, there, I have to it. say, with this whole head coaching carousel, I got to be brutally honest, none of them, none of them move the needle. I mean, Eberflu, unknown, right? He's done a good yeah. job as a coordinator I thought in that was a weird. I thought that was a weird one for the Bears. I really, really did. It, it, is, a, they, it is a weird one. You'd think I thought they'd they go with an offensive, with an offensive guy. guy. 
for yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's you know, it's surprising that the, they get the kid, they get the guy from the Chiefs as their GM, and he doesn't hire Ben. Ryan Poles. Yeah, Poles, and yeah. he doesn't hire Ben. Yeah. That just tells you Bienemy is not going to get a head coaching job. It's no, also telling. No, no. They were talking about that uh, yesterday as well. It's also telling that Bienemy is up for a contract extension, and the Chiefs are pretty much willing to let him walk. And none of the Chiefs' offensive players are backing the enemy right now. Right. Something's there's a little, there's a little friction, I think, that went on with. And listen, he doesn't call, he doesn't call the plays. Andy Reid calls the right. plays, but there's right. something going on there that doesn't seem right. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not sinning well. But what do you guys? Uh, think Andy Reid doesn't call the plays. I, I thought Mike Kafka calls the plays. Yeah, well, now he'll be calling some plays, I guess. <laughs> but we're not getting into the Giants right now. But look, what do you think about – and I'm only saying this because he, I think he was clearly the best quarterback coming out of this last draft. And by far, I think the kid still is going to be a stud. I think he was a victim of Urban Meyer, poor coaching, oh, dysfunction yeah. within the Jaguar organization. How do you think? How do you see a fit for Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson stepping in there? I I think he I think that's a good hire. Peterson, it doesn't get enough credit. I mean, what he did in Philly was unreal. He actually did us a favor. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about it, he did us a favor sitting out hurts and everybody that last game. We get a we get a better draft pick. We get rid of Joe Judge. At the time, we were mad about it, but I mean, he got a bad rap at the end of the at the end of his run with Philly. I think he's. He's a good – first of all, he was a quarterback in the league. He was he was a – you know, he put a couple teams, Green Bay, I think New Orleans maybe, but he was a backup quarterback. But he knows the position. He's going to help – he's definitely going to help uh, develop Lawrence. And he's got balls. Do you see what he said today? No, I didn't see that. He said, I'm not – he said uh, – he was talking to the people of Jacksonville, I guess. He made a statement. And he's like, "You don't worry. I won't. I won't. Go, I won't fly on a plane alone or go grinding in a bar after the game." <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. That's great. Well, you know, the, the, the interesting part guy, about yeah. this whole entire process is just it's it's a lot of unknown. I think that's probably why it moves a needle for me. I mean, we're not going to get into chapter and verse on the Giants, uh, but, you know, Dable as a head coach is a little bit of an unknown, right? I mean, he was a journeyman oh, yeah. coach for the most part until he went to Buffalo and they drafted Josh Allen, right? Well, I don't want to uh, get I don't want to get into the giant thing yet because there's a couple of more questions I want to ask. You well, no, I'm not. I'm just I'm just going through all the coaches. The I'm just going through yeah. all the coaches. Yeah, Dable unknown. Dennis Allen, I mean, he, he's had some experience there coaching well, when Peyton has been out, doesn't really move the needle. Josh McDaniels fell say. flat on his face when he was with Denver. Uh, and the, say, the hire that Denver say. made, Hackett was a little bit of an, a head-scratcher for me too. I was going to say Dennis Allen because of what he's done in Peyton's absence, and I think he's he's, he's going to be most familiar because he's staying within his organization. But, I would, but Rob, I like Peterson. I think Peterson, I would rank Peterson 1A and – Dennis Allen, 1B, not counting Dable. Well, let's face it. Why should the Saints go outside the organization and hire a head coach and probably pay him top money when they have no quarterback there? Right. They, they, have, yeah. they have tons of – Winston's gone. They're $50 yeah. million dollars over the cap. There's, Winston will probably be gone. They're going to draft the quarterback. They're going to draft somebody. I, they, I'm sure they probably will, but who knows if they're going to if, – if anybody's going to fall to them, and that's – Obviously and now we'll Kamara, get to, who the hell knows what happens with Kamara? Who knows what Kamara? Well, he'll probably get off and probably have an assault charge, and I don't think yeah. he'll do any sort of time or anything like that. Maybe might get suspended from the league, which I probably doubt that as well. But anyway, what what did you think about the Lovey Smith hire in Houston? I, I, I thought that I, was I a little. Know. That was first a of all, they should have never got rid of Cully. Cully did a great job. 
did a very did good a job. Hell of a job. Yeah, you know, he, he, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. He that, played that, hard. Yeah, that all. Yeah, that in that Titan game last, they were down twenty-one nothing. They made a comeback. They could have just folded up shop. I don't. That was a silly hire. And that I think they Smith were going to hire. I think they were going to hire Flores up until the point he filed yeah, the lawsuit, right. it could, and it all could that be. started coming out with the with the with the well, allegations I, against Stephen Ross. And I think after that, they wanted to hire Josh McCown, and somebody got in their ear and said, "Nah, not a good idea right now. Put him on. You could put him on the staff, but he's not going to be the head." That coach. would have been a weird hire, though. Come on, guys. The guy's right, never, never done anything. Above of high right, school they, football. Right. They, they, well, I'll tell you, I will he, tell you, know, you this. Because he's like a coach coach type of player when he was the backup right. quarterback for all these right. teams, the Jets, the Eagles, you know. We're going to have this conversation about betting props. I'll give you a betting prop, not Super Bowl related. <laughs> On Black Monday, Lovey Smith is the first head coach oh. to get fired. And he it's couldn't not even, even win in Illinois. He couldn't even win in Illinois five yeah, years. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, a very – I mean, to talk about this. It was – that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just the most dysfunctional thing ever. Um, you know, you're talking about Josh McCown, who is a guy who, I mean, listen, everybody gets a start as a head coach, right? They had to have been an inexperienced head coach at one point, but Josh McCown is not coached, period. He's not coached, yeah. period. Right. Period. Listen, Never, right. No experience. It it's happening in baseball. It's happening. The NBA, it's going to start happening when you see Pop go. They want puppets as the head coach, as the manager, as everything. They want a concerted effort by everybody with the analytics department, with the GM coaching the team from above. That's what it is. You lose, you, the, the, the era of these larger-than-life personalities, like, you know, Hank Stram and Parcells and Belichick and Rex Ryan, it's, go, it's going away. It's these young guys that don't have experience, that have to listen to everything and do do what the whole team says. It's, I hate it, but that's how it's going. Everywhere, every sport it's happening. I, I kind of get the feeling that this McDaniel hire in, uh, in Miami, Miami can either be blow up and be a colossal failure or it can be a tremendous hire. No in between. That's the people way I think feel. He, yeah. There's people that say he's a genius, but I look at him and I I, I feel like Mike Jasicki's going to stuff him in a locker the first day he's there. At yeah. Well, look, at, at <laughs> least, at, but at least, at the very least, unlike the Bears, at least they brought in a guy that could, that could help Tua maybe. They brought in an offensive-minded yeah. coach. Right. I, listen, the Vikings brought in uh, – um, uh, O'Connell too. They have to wait I for heard, him. I heard, I heard O'Connell is, a, is on, on McDaniel territory where he's a, he's a big time offensive mind. Yeah. Well, if you look you at know? the McVay coaching tree, there's a lot of success there. So, Oh yeah. I mean, there's oh, yeah. been a lot of success in the McVay coaching tree, but yeah, you know, at least they, at least Miami went out. I, I, I still think, listen, Iberflus was a hot candidate last year. I'm not so, so not so much this year, but that bears hired just kind of had me baffled. I don't know. Did they name an offensive coordinator yet? Because that's going to be their most important hire. Uh, I'm going to let me check. Let me, let me check to see if they hired an offensive coordinator. Because I tell you, you know, you you, you draft a kid, you move up, and you make that trade with the Giants. Um, oh, Luke Luke Getzey. Luke Getzey, where did he come Luke from? Getzey. He was. Uh, Jeez. Getzey was where the hell was Getzey? I'm not even sure. Oh, he's Green. He was oh, Green, he was Bay's Green Bay coach. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one too. That's an interesting hire right there. Yeah, I that's mean, an listen, interesting hire. When you're the quarterbacks coach with Aaron Rodgers, you really don't have to, you know, you have you don't have to do much. <laughs> well, you know, too, you think about it. You you mentioned before how there's a little bit of friction in Kansas City with the enemy. 
he could have even been offered the offensive coordinator job at Chicago with polls being there. And he obviously wasn't. So you really yeah. got to wonder with that guy. It, it, it's all just, it's all just smoke. Well, you know, look, he's had, he's had, he's some had a shaky past. He's, he's had, had a shaky, shaky past going back to Colorado with some stuff going on with women and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into it, but he's got a shaky past that I think a lot and of the, teams and he, and, and his interview, shaky, really shaky he's, is a being poor interview. he's a poor, yeah. and he's a poor interview. And he's when you get all this interview. baggage together, yeah. it's not worth the headache. That's just right. how it is. You can't say that though, because you get in trouble, you know? Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and you know, it's, it's funny too, because you would think that why would the chiefs then let Kafka go? Maybe why not let go of the enemy and promote Kafka? Because from yeah. all accounts, they all loved him over there in Kansas City. Right. And I think to a certain degree they were they were a little surprised that he left. But so that you know, listen, that'll lead us into the Giants, obviously, with the Joe Shane GM job, which we had already, I think we previously had discussed, but now with the Brian Brian Dable uh um uh head coach of the New York Giants now. Listen, we've got to hope he lasts more than two years, which is more yeah. to say than our last three coaches have lasted, you know, between <laughs> two years is the, McAdoo, two years is Shermer, and, and Judge now. But, you know, remember, they brought McAdoo in the right guy. Remember, McAdoo wanted Mahomes. I told you that. He oh, yeah, he did. Listen, he wanted Mahomes to his – and to his credit, he also got the Giants into the playoffs with the 11 wins. Yeah. Uh, Where did he go? Where did he just go? Well. Who, oh, Panthers. He's Dallas. Right? Panthers, uh, 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 Panthers, Panthers hired him as offensive Panthers. coordinator. But, yeah. look, it is the bottom line. I – I kind of like the Kafka hire. I like what they've surrounded uh, Daniel Jones with to try and improve Daniel Jones and help him and help this offense, which was so bad last year. And albeit because obviously Daniel Jones was hurt. And, you know, the, the combination of Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm just was not getting hit done, obviously. Uh, oh. I, but I do, I do like the highest. And obviously me and Tommy both love the Wink Martindale hire. And I'll tell right. you, if there was ever a season – and a year to try and look for a new defensive coordinator. This was it because there was plenty available. There was a lot. Yeah. Fangio and Mike Zimmer and Martin there. But Martin there was the guy I wanted, Tommy. I don't know if you could speak the same I way I want to speak about it, but I love his aggressiveness. I love the I love fact it. that, and I like Patrick Rand, but he was more of a schematic sort of defensive coordinator where it was all about scheme with him. The Giants to me were never an aggressive blitzing team. And that's Wink Martindale's, that's his thing. That's what I wanted him. I was begging for him. I loved him. You've seen him on on the see me on the text. I love Wink Martindale. It's it's a great hire, and I think they they're not done. I think they're going to get Rob Ryan on the staff. That's what I heard. Well, they they let him go to the Ravens. Ravens let him go as well. Bring in these guys. Bring in some guys that have. You know what they have? They have substance. They have identity. They have character. They you know these guys are these guys are rough around the edges. The hire today, guys. Did you see the hire today? Andre Patterson, that guy's, it was in Minnesota. He's a, yeah. he's an outspoken guy. Yeah. He, 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 Daniel Hunter on the him was very good. Griffin on the field was very good off the field. We don't know, but I mean, uh, Andre Patterson and, and Tony Sperano, I like the staff they're putting together. I can't, I can't knock it at all. No, listen, very the staff good. they put together has been terrific. Uh, we'll see how Dable had, you know, look, there's been plenty of guys that have been terrific offensive coordinators. And let's not forget, he had Josh Allen there, but he also helped develop Josh Allen. You know, in his previous stops, let's forget about Alabama, where he won a national championship as an offensive coordinator there. But his previous stops, you know, he really had no success. He really didn't have any sort of big quarterbacks there to develop. He finally got one in Josh Allen. 
and he yeah. helped develop Josh Allen. Let's not forget, Josh Allen was an unknown, unfinished product coming out of Wyoming. He was a yeah. guy that that really did not have a, a very good rookie season. Then, you know, you, his first playoff game against the Texas, it was an abomination on his part. Right. And look, uh, credit to Josh Allen, but a lot of credit goes to Brian Dable as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I love I love the Dable hire because, look, he's not going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen, but maybe he can help him develop into being just a good quarterback that can maybe help the Giants win some games. Maybe maybe utilize his legs a little better than Joe Judge and, and Jason Garrett did because look at how, what he does with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is unstoppable because of it, because not just because of his cannon of an arm and, and his accuracy has improved every year, but his legs are deadly. Deadly. He's the best running quarterback in football. No I, doubt. I would even put him over Lamar Jackson because he can do everything. Yeah, and, the problem is when Daniel then, Jones runs, he gets hurt. That's the problem. He's not yeah, like Josh like Allen. He's not. No, he's not. He's he's brittle and he, he can't. He falls over his own two feet sometimes. It's just I don't think he's. I I am skeptical that he's going to be able to put Jones in a you know make him better because I just don't think Jones is good. You know you don't. You both know my stance on Jones, and it's I. Oh yeah, it's no, I don't. Changed. I don't disagree with you. I really don't. I'm just hoping he can he can get him to that next level where at least he's just he, he's a he's somewhat of a formidable quarterback where you could say, all right, you're going into a game, you know, he's not going to put a team on his back for a season. Maybe he could put his team on a back for a game. I, you know, I'm not expecting much out of him. More than anything, I'm hoping that the scheme changes offensively with the Giants because. We yeah, didn't know what change. they we didn't know what they were the last two years. Even when Daniel no. Jones was quarterbacking and wasn't hurt, we didn't know what they were running. We didn't know the plays. No. You know, the plays weren't set up. They weren't setting particular plays up. You know, they they start out. They they try that jet sweep. They were never setting that play up. They try a double reverse without trying to set that play up. You didn't know if yeah. they wanted to run the ball or just throw the ball downfield the whole. You didn't know what they want. They had no identity. Right. Let's hope that Dable can get them to that point with the help of Mike Kafka, who came over from the Chiefs. Let's hope they can get them to that sort of identity where at least at least they could put some points on the board. This is a and team they, that scored 30 points once in the last 32 games. Oh, yeah. Well, and listen, I mean, it's decision-making time now. With the new regime, this is the final, 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 final straw for Daniel Jones. So they're going to be pulling out all the stops to try to get whatever they can out of the kid to finally get the definitive answer. So I have a feeling that you're going to see a lot new, a lot of more wrinkles in this offense. It's not going to be so vanilla, and it got worse and worse as the year went on. We complained about it being vanilla with Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett leaves, and it got even worse. And granted, a lot of that had to do with the fact when Jones got hurt that you had Mike Glennon and, and Jake Fromm playing quarterback. But still, there's no excuse for the offense to be as bland and boring and predictable as it was. So I think you're going to see a newer Daniel Jones in terms of the way that he is utilized um, but I'm not necessarily sold if you're going to see a lot more skill or untapped potential. Only time will tell. Can't completely close the door on it because things do happen and switches do flip. You know, sometimes it's just the right situation, but you can't really hold out hope that that's going to be status quo. Well, our buddy Bruce Shine has said it when we talk on text. Phil Sims' first few years were injury riddled and yeah. he was known as brittle. And then Sims became one of the best quarterbacks in giant history and was as tough as they come. I don't think – I just still don't think Daniel Jones is Phil Sims, but who knows? But, Rob, did you see uh, Giants hired Mike Groh, Al Groh's son as wide receiver Al Groh's son as a wide receiver coach, yeah. I see and he was, he was the offensive coordinator for Philly. Uh, yeah. When they, was it when they won the championship or right before, right after? He was, he was on that staff, and he was on the Colts staff last year. So, another – listen, they, they, they certainly have depth at, uh, at the head coach – at the uh, coaching – spots right now i like the, i like the i like the hires right now i can't knock it. 
So we'll see. And I'll tell you what, another big hire that they hired as an assistant general manager from the Philadelphia Eagles. And this guy was, he, he was one of these young risers that right. was getting a lot of talk. And that's when, that was uh, Brandon Brown from the Philadelphia yeah, yeah. Eagles, 33 yeah. years old. They hired him as an assistant GM. And look, they're putting together a really solid, formidable solid staff right stuff. now. So yeah, very let's solid. see what they do. And there's some whispers that were coming out. And this is something I wanted to ask Tommy anyway. But one of them was coming out was that it was possible the Giants were looking to maybe trade Kadarius Tony, which probably wow. wouldn't shock me. I don't know. It, I don't I don't see it happening. But and as well as maybe the Giants trading one of those top uh First round picks that were either the five or for the seven who? for what? Well, they weren't saying for what. Just kind uh, of move back and gain more draft well, capital. Listen, but, but listen, maybe if, next if, year possibly. But I want to ask gonna, you something. If you're going to trade, if you're going to trade Tony in the first round pick and uh, maybe ne- next year's one for Russell Wilson, I would think about it. But I don't know. I I, I would like to see this this weapon of Kadarius Tony with Dable and and the, right. that offense Kafka. You know what I mean? No, because no, he can 100%. run jet sweeps. He could run these sweeps that Mahomes runs with Hill. He's that fast. But we'll see. I don't know. So, you know, they were talking yesterday. There was some whispers coming out over the past week that Kenny Pickett has kind of played himself into a top 10 pick in this coming draft. And we're not going to get into the whole draft talk yet because I know that's for another day when we have you back on again to, you know, go through your mock and everything else. But let me ask you a question. And I wanted to ask you this yesterday, but. When Andrew mm-hmm. told me you were going to jump on the podcast, I, I figured, let me wait for the podcast. With the numbers right. that Pickett put up this year, which were yeah. phenomenal numbers. Phenomenal. He was great. 60, was phenomenal. 67% completion percentage. I think it was a lot of 47. Yeah. He was great. 47 was to 7 touchdown interception ratio. He was terrific and not much offensive talent around him, if I'm not, if I'm correct. As far as they have one good wide receiver, David Bell, I think. Okay. But, uh, but, but other than that, they, they really don't have. But why? Much. Why is he not considered a top ten pick then? Um, coming out of Pittsburgh, it for what reason is he not well, considered a top ten? The, pick? Stig- the stigma on this draft class is weak quarterback play. Like the week, you know, it's not like last year where five are going to go in the first fifteen. There's they don't think there's a Justin Herbert in this draft. There's no Joe Burrow. But we've seen it time and time again. Guys, right? Like like we saw with Herbert. Herbert. People, you know, were thinking, and maybe in the top 10, they don't know about his leadership qualities. They don't know about his maturity. And then you saw, as we went through the senior bowl, then we saw on the, you know, uh, interviews or whatever it was. And he, the guy was an absolute stud, probably should have went first of all. That's how great he was. But the same thing is happening with Pickett. And I'll tell you what, a, a guy who went even further than Pickett this week at the senior bowl. Malik Willis, Malik Willis is yeah. going off the charts now because his arm strength is unbelievable and he runs like Lamar Jackson. So he's going to be one of the, I'm telling you right now. And I, Bruce was, when we were talking about it on text, Bruce kept saying, no way. Two quarterbacks at least are going in the top 10 in this draft. I want to, I'll wonder, tell you right now. Do you think Avon the Giants Thibodeau, look at one Thibodeau, of them? Thibodeau, they might at seven, but I'll tell you right now, Thibodeau is going to be sitting there for the Giants at five and maybe at seven. He's slipping. Can wow. you imagine? Because he didn't have a great he didn't have a great senior bowl week. People didn't like his his attitude a little bit. And these things, it's all the and it's not just the game. The game, nobody cares about the game. It's the practice, the practices leading up are almost like a pro day in a combine 
for these coaches to watch right. these guys at the all-star week. Right. And, and there was, you know, I had a thing ready. If we were going to get it, really get into it, like a list of guys rising, we don't have to do that, but Pickett had a great week. And so did, and, and Willis, I'm telling you, they're going to get looks. They're going to get looks. So, in that so top what, 10. what were the, th- what were the things they were, they were saying as far as Pickett and Willis, Kenny Pickett, they week. love it. After every, after every practice, he was working with the set, working with offensive linemen on snaps in the rain. After practice was over, they love that. His makeup is great. He's and he's a Jersey kid. I mean, the Giants might look at him. The one thing with him that the when you get to the combine, they got to measure his hands. They say the problem is if it's not nine, he, they might think his hands are under nine. If it's under nine, it's a little bit that's of a, a problem. That's a problem. You know that but is a, Willis. That- do you think do you think there's an issue with his age, Kenny Pickett? He'll be 24 in June. Do you I think there's know, a problem with his Burrow. age? Look at right. Burrow. Right. You know, and and that's maturity. The he he's the most and you know, you love you there's almost this, parallels to him. NFL ready. Yeah. There's almost parallels to him in He Burrow came out of nowhere. Burrow he was a, he was a he was sixth a, round pick right, leading exactly. into that final season Pick, at LSU. Pickett was Pickett was probably gonna be undrafted. Like he was at day three right. prospect, and then he blew up flew up the charts because he had a great year at Pitt. Right, because it his, started, three, his three prior seasons were, were not good at all. Were not great. They were, they were, he was solid. So Burrow, too. Same thing. Burrow was not a right. great quarterback no. until senior no. year. It just the light switch went off and something happened. But but the same thing with Pickett. I, I, I really think they're going to – you're going to see two quarterbacks go in the top ten. I don't know where, but it's going to be a giant. And the Giants are going to be in the middle of it with trades or if they want to do it, if they want to pull the trigger on you got You got to wonder. Listen, this is a one-year and out for Daniel Jones. Yeah, you, you, we don't see. We've said this before. We don't see them offering him that fifth-year deal. Uh, they're not paying no. Daniel Jones twenty-five million dollars. So, no would it way. be? I mean, look, would it be wise of the Giants to go after one of these quarterbacks here? It might one be because you're picks? not you're not you're not spending any money on. You could do it every year, like the Cardinals, and that's even blowing right. up now. Kyler Murray unfollowing the Cardinals on Instagram, blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. It's like. You could do it every year if you want, if well, you I, get it right. I, and I, you know, the, I, posed the contract. This, I posed this question to Andrew prior to Kyler Murray blowing up in those last couple of two, two, last few weeks. Right. And my question to Andrew was, and maybe you heard it when you listened, I said, do you think, and this, again, this was before he played terrible in those last three, four games, including yeah. that playoff game, also the right. game in Arizona where they were trying to win the division. Right. Do you think that Kyler Murray is a bit overrated here? Oh yeah, I've I've oh, I never thought he was I I thought he was going to get hurt. He's small, he's fragile. He's a hell of an athlete. I mean, he could probably go right now and play for the A's if he wanted to be a good prospect. He's that good of an athlete, but in the NFL, 5'11", 190 or whatever he is, I don't care how fast you are, you look like Yoda or Grogu whatever the hell, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you, when you get hit by these guys, these guys are as fast as you and they're six, four, 270 and they're hitting you at full speed. You're not going to last long in the NFL at five eleven, And he's at every bit at five. He is not six foot. There's no freaking way. So, so in other words, so what you're telling Andrew after what you just said a few minutes ago, that he shouldn't expect the Malik Willis to drop to, to the Steelers. I don't think he's gonna, what did I pick 20? You know, from everything yeah, no, I read, it said that Pitt, that Mike Tomlin and company were were not interested at this point 
in starting over with a rookie quarterback. They wanted a veteran and then things changed and they were rumored to absolutely love Malik Willis. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then immediately after that, I heard everybody's in love with him. He's jumping up the charts. He might be a top 10 pick now. So like, I'm like, great. They they might have to come up and get him. I don't know. I'm telling you right now, you know, it's the quarterback of this team next year is going to be Tyrod Taylor or Marcus Mariota, one of those two guys. And I'm just going to have to swallow my pride and deal with it. I'm telling you, that's gonna be that's gonna be the the end game. I don't maybe they see, listen. Don't maybe see, ra- maybe round two they take our guy Bailey Zappi. You know, Drew. Uh, I don't from see your mouth to God's ears. I don't see either one. <laughs> I'll of those I'll guys. zap it up. Sixty-two touchdowns, baby. How do, but, so, uh, how do we think Josh McDaniels is going to fare with the Raiders after after having look? He admittedly said it. He made a lot of mistakes. He didn't, you know, he didn't understand personalities and how to right. deal with personalities as a head coach. And he owned up to it, so you give him credit for that. But his second guy, go around here the with the Raiders passes up on Andrew Luck, and now he's coming for Derek Carr. Well, right, it actually wound up being great. It actually wound up being great hindsight because Andrew Luck yeah, retired. He, yeah, he retired. Yeah, right, so, exactly. you know. But I mean, uh, I listen. The Raiders have a, have a pretty good talent. I, I really thought they should have gave Versace a chance. That guy did a hell of a job, and he's going to do a great. He's uh, what he goes special teams for special Green teams. Bay, right? He went to Green, Green yeah. Bay, right? That's yeah. a hell because their special teams was atrocious. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know. First of all, he, if Josh McDaniel hasn't missed a cheeseburger in the last few years, geez, he put on some weight. He put on you a see lot him of at weight. The press conference. Yeah. Uh, listen, great offensive mind. Sometimes, like we've seen North Turner, well, Jason Garrett. He's not even a good coordinator anymore. But we've seen it where they're better coordinators than they are head coach. Some guys aren't made for head coaching. I don't know if McDaniel's is. I don't know. I was a, I was surprised by that hire. That came out of I, nowhere. I was surprised too. I was very surprised by that. Not, not to go off the beaten path here, but uh, Luka Doncic dropped 28 in the first quarter tonight. All right. I got him double-double and, and the win and want to play a performance. Double. All right. So look, let's, six threes let's, in the first quarter. Let's, let's get out of Luka Doncic's 28 points. Here. <laughs> let's get into the, into the Super Bowl prop bets. And I want to lead right. up with one before we get into Tommy and everything and everything else. But it was an mm. interesting one I heard, Tommy. And I don't know if you've seen this, but. Right. The opening kickoff. Already got a bet. Already got it. Will it Did be you... a touchback or not? Yes. I said I put it will not be a touchback. And, and I'll give that, you my and, reasons why. And why? Because 18 First of, all, of the 26, past 20. I thought it was 26 was it 18 in the last past 21. I, well, think it's, I, I, was, I think it's 26 maybe, in the last 28. Okay. So maybe I have, it's to, I have to interrupt quick. I have to interrupt quick. Have, because they've been this returned. Is, this right? is newsworthy. This is big time news. Okay. Finally. The man himself was not snubbed. What? What do you mean? AP defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. Hopefully he gets the big one. Oh, there you go. Did Burrow get comeback player of the year? I got Burrow. And That's not, is the, the AP is not the official NFL award, though, is it? Tonight's the official. Tonight's the, the show's at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, it is the official. Okay, so then it yeah. is the Okay, so he wasn't snubbed. He got defensive yeah. player of the year. So three-time well, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt should be. Stephon Gilmore have... getting it was a joke. Aaron Donald getting it was a joke. But right, let's, back let's, to your right, let's, let's get out of your whining over here. Let's get yeah, into the really, prop bets, for God's sake. Pittsburgh. Jesus Christ. Uh, don't worry, Drew, don't worry. I'll pick the correct guy for you like I always, every year I do for the – Give me, Yeah, give me another immature TikToker, please. Don't worry about it. All right, so you know what? Give me give me your grade A – Prop bet. Right. The prop well, bet well, that well, you're well, gonna wait. The prop bet you're gonna tell everybody you are making pounded, money pounded, on this pounded. prop bet. Well, f- well, all right. But w- let's talk about the touch, the kickoff first. Then I'll get into it because we. I'll give you my reason why I love it. 
because number one, like you, like we said, 26 or whatever the number is, it's a crazy number. Yeah, 26 it, of the last 28 have not been a touch. Here's why I think it happens because these guys are so amped up that they, when they kick the, when there's a kickoff, they're like, I'm running this back. I'm, I'm running, running this out. Back. I don't give a shit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think so. So that's, and it's even, it's almost even money. So that's why I like it. But, but the one I love is over two and a half players to throw a pass in this game. So you got Matt Stafford and you got, uh, and you got Burrow. Well, that's now, what leads me what I said about the gadget plays. With yeah. McVay. Yeah. Odell Beckham throws the football. We've seen yeah. Johnny yeah. Hecker, their punter throws the ball. Yeah. Burrow might take a hit and have to sit out one play. And then, and then uh, Brandon Allen comes and throws a pass. You never know. I think there's going to be a third person that throws the pass. So, all right. So considering everything, the, the way odds. everybody works, these things, it. it's the, it's the five-star play. This, you consider this a five-star play? That one a is five star five-star and Joe Burrow over 11 and a half rushing yards. I really like I see. Now I thought it was 10 and a half, actually. It depends. It's 11 and a half now? I got it 11. You can get, with, if it was 10 and a half, you got to pay more juice, I think. Um, okay, but I like I I feel like he's he only did it three times this year. He doesn't do it much. He did it against right. Denver. He did it against Kansas City. One other team, good pass rushing teams. He does it against. He didn't do it against Tennessee. He had no chance. But I think he's going to have to run. He's going to have to use his legs a little bit in this game, especially if you know Donald's coming at him, Floyd Miller. So I like that. I like the eleven and a half over. So okay. here's here's you want to hear my grade A. Yeah, Ben Skoronek, anytime touchdown scorer. You got to listen. You got to stop with the Ben Skoronek. <laughs> no, my, my I, I actually, I actually do have no a play. There's no reason Ben Skoronek should have been mentioned on here more than Cooper Cup. I have, yeah, I have, really? I have He's a great A play. I have a great A play that I love, and right. it's uh, it's similar to the one that Tommy just gave about the the quarterbacks, right? Yeah, and it's over six and a half players. To get a rushing attempt. Oh, I like that. Where did, where, did you see that on FanDuel? I can't find it. I, it, was on, it was on FanDuel. Or, on, it was on FanDuel earlier in the week. It's not there anymore. Oh, I originally saw it on like FanDuel on Tuesday. With it pops over back up, I want to take it. Players to get a rushing attempt. I did, I get a rushing attempt. So you I have the Bengals, right? You got Frisco, Kansas City. You got, Mixon right. and P, P you got Mixon and P. Ryan, who will both get carries. You got Akers and Michelle, who will both get carries. You're both all in lockstep. You, you never know. Oh, right? about and the jet sweep. We're also in lockstep that Burrow will run at any point. Third right. and inches, fourth and inches. McVay's going for it. Fall forward with Matthew Stafford. Boom, that's a rushing attempt. Jamar Chase has had a rushing attempt in these playoff games. Cooper Cup has had a rushing attempt. Van Jefferson has had a rushing attempt. That's a good and one. we know. Don't rule out Chris Evans either. Chris Evans, third running back on the Bengals from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a rookie. He gets a couple carries a game. He might, you know, so I, I like that, but I hope it comes back. And you, you, bet, mentioned, yeah. you mentioned before with the passing attempts, if there's a fake punt, who knows? On a fake punt, direct snap and a rushing yeah, attempt right there. Yeah, you don't, right. you know, yeah. so that's, I feel like that's a good one. That's my grade A. You're definitely going to make money, hammer it. Put I'll an irresponsible an the, amount of money on it. That's what I say. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll, give, I'll give you an under the radar anytime touchdown guy. And it really depends on Tyler Higby's injury status because he got hurt. He's questionable right now. Kendall Blanton at almost three to one anytime touchdown. Now, oh, he didn't play. He didn't do anything all year, but then he got the first touchdown against the Bucks, And then last week when Higby got hurt, he had five, six catches. This guy's a talented wide receiver. He can catch the football. If Higby's hurt, I, I like this guy down at the, at the goal line. And at three to one odds, pretty good. So I like that as, because, you know, these anytime touchdowns, you got to parlay them if you want to, Got to make any money because Cooper Cup is minus one seventy five. There's no value, you know. 
but I like right. that one. Um, I like you know it hasn't happened in it hasn't happened all in all playoffs. I don't think, and it hasn't happened in, since 2017. But uh, there'll be a successful two point conversion is almost three to one. I like that, which is amazing. Yeah, it's crazy that it hasn't happened. What was the, what was the uh, last, uh, was the last one? Was the last one to James last one White? Was seventeen. Ja- was yeah, the, was the one that James White ran in? Uh, I think, yeah, I think so. It was James I think White. That was the last one. Yeah, which is amazing within itself. Crazy. Think about that. Crazy. That hasn't was, happened since two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. I couldn't believe. Yeah, it. I think it was James White, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and oh, I, I, since then, since then, analytics has even gotten bigger. So th- these guys will, you'll see a two point conversion. We've seen it. They'll we've go seen, for two in the second you know, quarter now. Yeah, we've seen it. We've, yeah. So and I, then I, analytics aside, too, you think about it. Rams score a touchdown in their first possession and Matt Gay misses the extra point. Guess what? They score their second touchdown. They're going to want to go for two to try they to get back go to 14. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, end of the game, you're down by eight. You need a two point conversion. You're going to go for it. And then you mentioned the yeah. analytics. Everyone's super aggressive nowadays. So to get that at three right. to one is pretty I, good. Value I like too. the, well, it's got to be successful. It has to be successful. Well, I did, I did right? both. Successful is almost or an attempt. 60. No, the attempt is even money. I did that too. Okay. Obviously, I did that too because I did the successful. The successful one is plus 260. So that's, let me two, tell you something. Yeah. That's good. one of the best bets on the board. It's a I good think. bet. Successful like two bet, point. Right? But considering yeah. the, the value you can get on that at plus two sixty, yeah, right, I think that's right. a, I think that's a good bet. I like that one. Yeah. Give me give me a couple of long shot like kind of uh, ones well, that go not under the radar. But I'll give you, know, you two just, real long. I'll give you two long shot MVPs: yeah. Jalen Ramsey, hundred to one, because if he gets a pick six, why not? We've seen Dexter Jackson yeah, get the MVP. It, it, We've seen Larry, Larry Brown, Brown get an MVP. Yeah. It would have it could it would have to be a close it have to be a low scoring close game. Right, right. You know, right. 13-9 yeah. like the Patriot Ram uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. I, and then I mean, the, you know, like that. And then the other one which everyone I did it I put it in early last week at 150 to 1 and now everybody's doing it. It's ridiculous. Evan McPherson MVP, which is oh, not going to happen. Yeah, it's I mean, not, not going to happen. happen. That's never. Just, no, yeah, that's... if it didn't happen when Brady threw for 140 yards in 2001 and won the MVP and Vinatieri, yeah. and Vinatieri, it's never yes. going to happen. Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. I put you know, put 10 bucks on. Geez, yeah, 150 to one odds. But uh, like another long shot. Let's see. Uh, Give me a viable hmm. one. Nothing like well, Evan McPherson as the eight, MVP. If you get a, a safety, which hasn't happened in years. Eight to one for a safety to happen. Why not? That's value. Why not put 50 bucks on it? You know, I like you know, that one. You know one thing I like that I think has value to it? And I'm wow. scrolling right there. I was um, – If you yeah. mentioned Ben Skoronek's name again. I'm, it's, I'm not, it's not Ben Skoronek. I'm, I'm, click, I'm clicking end meeting. It's not Ben Skoronek, <laughs> although he could be the recipient. Um, I took a screenshot of this earlier in the week. I got to see if the line has changed. But at 50 to one odds, first offensive play resulting in a touchdown. It's at plus 5,000. Throw five yeah, well, bucks on well, that. Well, listen, if I, I I saw a kickoff return for like when Hester did it, eighty to one. Now, if Devin you know, I the, actually called Devin that. Hester to gets elected into the Hall of Fame tonight. I don't know if he did yet. Then, the, then you got all that karma going on. You got all that juju, and then we might see a kick return someday. But it's got to be the first play of the game. That's why it's eighty. I think it was Super Bowl forty-eight. Then that was the last safety to the Denver uh, Seattle. The one when it was snapped no, no, up in yeah. Manning's hands. Yeah, that's the, last, that's the last time it happened, yes. In the, that was in the last time it happened. In the metal like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it doesn't happen a lot, but eight to one is good. There's only, you know? only been nine safeties. Right, nine. Yeah, exactly. Giants, 80, up, yeah. Uh, in uh, 90, there was a safety. I don't know yeah. how hostile the hell on to that ball. 
That was amazing. You know, another one I like too, plus 260 for both, you know, uh, you know, I just mentioned the one that's valuable for first touchdown because it's such a large payout. But another one we talked about before about how these teams might be a feeling out process. They're both inexperienced. It could be some early game jitters. You got plus 260 for both teams to punt on their first drive of the game. And I can yeah, see that happening. It good. happens a lot in the Super Bowl with that's the early game jitters. So, again, I plus money on something like, like that, that is good. I'll give you two MV, uh, two first touchdown ones that have good value. Sony Michelle, 16 to one first touchdown. I mean, if they get down to the one yard line, they're going to put him in. He's going to pound the rock. And then Samaj P. Rhymes, 30 to one. We saw it last week. He had it against the Chiefs. He scored early on. He could be a guy comes in, gets a little, a little dump off and breaks it. So I like those two. 30 to one P. Ryan, 16 to one Sony Michelle first touchdown. You know, some of these bets are so interesting. They, they got bets for everything nowadays. They got clock everything. management props. The Rams and Bengals to oh, yeah. use, Rams or Bengals to use all it, six timeouts in regulation. It's well, I, did, yeah, I, I did McVay. I did McVay first challenge. He'll be the first coaching challenge. I got everything covered. I got the whole game covered. And I, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's like now it's like normal. You could do right. it every game. Okay, so here's – if you had to guess – I'm not going to get into your right. pockets. I'm going to ask you – the number of individual bets that you have well, on so the Super Bowl. I'll, what I'll do you think you, the right, number what is? I have, what, what I have so far, I can tell you. Let me see. Should I go to the bathroom, make a sandwich, come back? Is it that hey, many? You might, you might have. To. <laughs> I have 16 prop. No, I have nine, 20 prop bets in right now. Okay. And then, I have a, and then I'm going to have three or four parlays. I don't know if I'm even going to put on the game because I don't really want to bet against Burrow. So I mean, maybe I'll put, maybe I'll tease it up or, or do this, you know, three plus four. So here, but, here's a little, here's a little uh, stat I looked up as far as the two point conversions and which teams did the best throughout the season, the regular season. Believe it or not, the right. Texans were at a hundred percent along with wow. the 49ers. They were both 100% successful in a two point conversions. Wow. The Rams, the Rams were down there. Uh, one, two, three, four, basically really tied for fifth, uh, pretty much. They were at 66%, the Rams. Right. Cincinnati wow. was only at 33% wow. success rate with the two-point conversion. So we're going to get, I think we'll get at least one attempt. One attempt I would have to least, think right? you would. I would have to think you would. Game I to go to overtime is 10 to one. I like that. A little over 10 to one. Only happened once, but I mean, you, you know, you never know when these get, how crazy these playoffs have been. You know, yeah, anything could happen. I mean, listen, yeah, we we've seen it happen. I I do like that 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 one bet with with the six and a half rushes. I like that one, and yeah, I do like I li- the, uh, a successful two point conversion. I like that as well. I like a couple individual ones. Mixing over twenty six and a half receiving yards. I love. I like that a lot. He's gonna. Uh, one get, other, he's gonna hold have, on, one thing. Going back to that uh-huh. six and a half rushing attempts. What yeah. was the? Uh, what were the odds for that? Drew, what were the odds for that? Over six and a half rushing attempts, Andrew. What was the odds on that? Uh, the over was minus one twenty-five. Oh, so right. it's so, favorite. It's uh, fake. It's, yeah, yeah. It's that's probably not, gonna. It's most likely gonna happen. It probably. That's not a great value play then. The, uh, Van Jefferson over sixteen and a half on his longest reception. He's a home run hitter. I like yeah. that bet. You know, that's not a bad uh, bet. No, I like. Yeah, there was a buddy of mine who I think in the first round of the playoffs took him. Over 36 and a half 
receiving yards, and he was didn't have a single catch for the first three quarters, and then boom, caught a forty-one yarder in the fourth yeah, quarter and hit the over. It's he, he's so. either going to have he's either going to catch a thirty-yarder or not catch a ball. Is there a prop bet? How many times they uh, they mention Boomer Esiason's name or no? They won't. Fanduel won't have it, but the, but like the over like the overseas ones, like they'll have they have crazy stuff like that. Yeah, because like that's easy. If I'm Chris Collinsworth and I see that, I say, I'll bet it and say, all right. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Al Michaels ain't going to mention his name because Al Michaels and him are enemies. Uh, they're not, well, they don't like each other. Right. What, well, one year that maybe Collinsworth can't mention him either. <laughs> well, him and Collinsworth are buddies. Well, one year I had what hand will Pam Oliver be holding the microphone? Oh, my God. I watched a lot of game film on that, and I got it right. But it was like minus 150. It wasn't even a good Oh, man, no that's value. funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can oh do anything. God. It's amazing. So far, it's, the it's best Christmas. bet I like for the value is that plus 260 on a successful two-point conversion. That that's I, a that good I've one. Heard. Yeah, I like that's that. That's a good, good one. one. That's a good one. For the money, yeah, that's a good one. And Which you know what? Bucks down, win 130, why not? Tommy, yeah. you, got a, you got a prop on this? I wonder if you do. Because yeah. I know a couple people who – when there were rumblings that Brady was going to be out of New England, right? Yeah. That he was going to leave New England. Uh, and it was pretty much unknown where he was going to go, but there was a couple candidates. And obviously before the season ended and before free agency began, there were still props open on the 20, whatever year it was, 2020 Super Bowl champion. You know, a couple right. people who threw on the Bucks, and it was obviously before Brady went there and it was tremendous value. And then once Brady went there and they obviously go on yeah. to win, um, I don't know if you've looked, if you haven't, no big deal, but is there any team that jumps out to you as a team that has a lot of value as a Super Bowl pick when they might have a different quarterback, for instance, someone who might have Aaron Rodgers next year if he ends up leaving that has tremendous value as a as a Super Bowl winner next year that you won't be able to get them at the same number once free agency opens? I mean, you got to get you got to guess it exactly right. You know, where you think Rodgers will go, where you think if Wilson goes anywhere, if Sean Watson goes somewhere, if Brady comes back. I'm not, I'm not closing the book on Brady. Brady's going to go home and be, and realize how bored he is. He's got that. He's just, he's going to go home and realize how much he hates his wife. He's already, he's already, <laughs> he's already left the door open a little bit when he gave the uh, never say never. You, you can't you never you, know. I, I could see Jimmy G and maybe a pick getting traded for the rights to Brady from Frisco. Why not? And Brady mm. goes to San Francisco because Trey Lance is not ready yet. And he's I don't not. think he's going to be ready next year. And he's San not. Francisco's got the fifth best current odds to win the Super Bowl behind Kansas City, Buffalo, the Rams, and the Cowboys. Man, I, I think it all depends where Rodgers If Rodgers goes to Denver, Denver's a good Super Bowl pick. You think Rodgers leaves? I know? still don't think he's leaving Green Bay. I still don't think he's leaving there. I just don't. It just yeah, doesn't make know. sense. I can't see no. them getting rid of him. And then what are you going to do? Devontae Adams ain't going to want to stay there. And he's a free agent. No, he would. But they might both go. But even Drew, I mean, the Steelers have some some room to get both, don't they, Drew? Uh, they have, believe it's uh, $63 million in cap space they have, which is unheard of. Normally they're way over and they're restructuring and scrambling to try to make moves. They got a ton of room. with ben. They, There's no more Antonio Brown dead money. Obviously, right. Ben is off the books. Um, you know, they got Watts extension taken care of. Yeah, They're probably they going to extend Minka. Is that draft capital there? I mean, yeah, you know what? There's going to be, up. you know what? It, it all, I think it all depends on who comes in because Colbert, the only time they've ever traded a first round pick was to move up in the draft to select Devin Bush. 
and that's been a colossal failure. Not really Bush's uh, fault. He tore his ACL. He has not been anywhere well, close to the same Well, they trade a first-rounder for Minka Fitzpatrick also? They and they the traded for Minka. Yeah. And Minka's yeah. paid yeah. dividends, and they got to extend him as well. Um, but traditionally, they don't. But there's going to be a new general manager coming in. If it's somebody who's promoted from within, it's probably going to be the same philosophy that's going to be you know built through the draft. We're not giving up a ton of draft capital to get somebody. We'll take our chances with our scouting to get the next guy. But if it's somebody from the outside, I mean, you can see a scenario. Let's just, you know, completely hypothetical. They hire Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick steps in first GM job. He loves Aaron Rodgers, wants to make a splash, convinces the, the ownership group and the entire front office. This is a move we got to make. And he makes it happen. You know, you can't rule out a new GM from from the outside, an external candidate coming in and wanting to make a move like that. Because let's right. let's face it. I mean, they, a lot of the problems with Pittsburgh stem from the quarterback. I, I don't think they're a bona fide Super Bowl team. Um, but a boatload of their issues came straight from the quarterback. And actually, now that I think about it, you know, the Pittsburgh has the sixth worst odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Really? What a, no what a, what a, what a terrible time for my uh, beloved franchise. If, no Rob, can you name me the six teams that have worse odds than Pittsburgh to win the Super Bowl? The Giants, the Jets, the Texans, the Texans. Jaguars. The Is Texans, the Jaguars, Giants, Jets, that's four. Uh, the Lions have to be five. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth one would have to maybe the Saints. Not a Saints. No? Are, Saints are way ahead. Really? Uh, no quarterback there. Jeez, I would the say Saints are only oh, the, thirty uh, to one. The Jaguars. I said the Jaguars. Jaguars? Um, yeah, I said the Jaguars. We need one more. Carolina. Maybe no, Car- yeah, Carolina Carolina's ahead of them. Pittsburgh uh, is seventy to one. Carolina is thirty-six to one. Really? Wow. With Sam I'll, tell, I'll tell you a team. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a team that jumps out at me. That if they get things right in this draft, and they have, I think they have some money. Even though they their quarterback is still shaky, and I hate to say it, the Philadelphia Eagles could be listen, very, they, very, look, very they, dangerous. Yeah, look, they, their defense came around. They have a running game there. Jalen Hurts. Look, they they figured Sirianni figured it out that run right. the ball. Don't put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands, and he can't hurt you as much. I think they got hurt by the fact that Hurts himself was hurt, sprained his yeah. ankle, and it kind of limited him as far as his strengths are concerned. Yeah. They couldn't run those RPOs as much as they love to, and Hurts, you didn't see him run at all out of the pocket the last three, four, five weeks. I mean, he was right. really limited by that ankle injury. But, yeah, Just no, imagine but- imagine they took Justin Jefferson instead of Jalen Rager. Jesus oh, Christ. I don't – yeah, but, you know, the problem is they really don't have anybody to get him the ball. You know, Hurts mm. struggled to get the ball to Devontae Smith, even though Smith did yeah, catch 100 Smith balls. Is- but, you know, he's not Justin Jefferson, but still. Right. What know. are the odds, Drew, on the Eagles? The Eagles are 33-1. to 1. Man, that's juicy. Same that's with juicy. Seattle, yeah, same with Washington, it, same Eagles, with Minnesota. The they are all 30, the same How are the Panthers 36 to 1? Uh, that, 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 I, mean, that, that I tell you, they're obviously not that's closing the door on Brady coming back because Tampa Bay has like the seventh best odds still. They're 22 to 1. Yeah, well, you have to because you can't close the door on Brady coming you back. You, you just never know. But you, you know what? Know. If you look, they don't have it on FanDuel, but you look at these offshore books, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the betting favorite to land Aaron Rodgers if he leaves Green Bay. Like if he were to leave Green Bay, Green Bay is the favorite to keep him. But if he leaves Green Green Bay, Pittsburgh is the betting favorite. So I don't understand how Pittsburgh could be so low in the pecking order there when they're the betting favorite to get a guy like that. Meanwhile, Tampa, who doesn't have a quarterback, who just retired, they're 22 to one. Doesn't really, uh, 
That's where you can take advantage. But uh, they might be thinking Denver is 22 to one as well. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, they get Rodgers there. They're one of the favorites. They get Rodgers there. They, they get Rodgers there. They're a top five Super Bowl contender. What a division. Instantly. With that roster, Denver's got some roster. They got a great roster. They do. You think that Denver is more equipped to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers than Pittsburgh is with Aaron Rodgers? I would yes, say because, yes. because of the offensive line. Okay. Defense is just as good. Not, I mean, Pitts, you know, Watt is unbelievable. But Look, Pittsburgh's defense, better, was, they, were, they were a sieve against the running game. They were getting right. killed against the running game. Yeah. You know, Pittsburgh's defense. So, two key Watt, injuries, and I'm hoping uh, when they come back Watt healthy, they'll fix things. What Watt makes that – that's a mediocre defense to me that Watt makes very good. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, but he's also hurt a lot too. What is this yeah, going to be something? Hurt. Is this going to start culminating him all of a sudden becoming injury prone? You know, this I guy's mean, getting beaten. He's gotten beaten too. up. He's gotten beaten up the last few years, DJ Watt. So, you know, he's, he, what did he miss? Six games this year? We play what? 11 or 12 games he played? Yeah. He almost broke the sack record. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, look, God unreal. bless him. He had a he culminated in a defensive rookie of the year, um, a defensive player of the year. Parsons got defensive rookie of the year and Chase got offensive rookie of the year. No surprise there. So yeah. I'm not breaking, uh, Par- I'm not Parsons came in that. second in the voting with the uh, yeah with the defensive player of the player to yeah yep good thing the Giants traded traded away from him huh <laughs> well well listen this was a hell of an episode boys always so, is I enjoyed we covered it. we covered a lot and thank God Tommy you're on here because I know it'll stop Andrew from from giving me an update on this god awful. Major League Baseball meetings with oh, these guys. No. I yelled at him the last podcast. He was trying to give me an update, <laughs> thinking like, oh, this is good news. And I, I put him in his place, Tommy. I'm sure you must good. have heard it. I put him in his place. I told I him, listen, you think they're negotiating. You think everything is, is, is fantasy land and unicorns and no, lollipops. They hate each other. They this hate is each other. far from being over. I'm, no. It came to, I was right. Of course, I knew I'd be right with that. They're not going to start the season probably on time. And Manfred today comes out, the genius that he is, and says, you're better off investing in stocks than buying a baseball team. That's a good idea Ugh. when you're the commissioner of Man, 30, 30 different guys. I've been I mean, saying it for years. Rob Manfred dope. hates the game of baseball. He wants to dope. change it. He's off. He's the what worst commissioner. He makes Bowie Kuhn look like freaking uh, 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 Kennesaw Mountain Landis. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Awful. So, look, it's not even worth talking about baseball at this point no, right now. I because unfo- I, unf- I pulled the Kyler Murray. I unfollowed everything baseball. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't. It's what they do. What <laughs> they right, so, do so gun to your head. Baseball, labor negotiations, Huey Lewis discography, or trivia? Oh, right. What are you picking? Neither. None of them. I, here, you got to pick one. You can't cop out. You got to pick one. I'm picking a night. I'm picking a night. Two of them sound like Kevin. I'm picking Shouldn't a nice pick. Like to, Kevin to me. I'm picking a nice pick to stick in my head and just end <laughs> it because I would rather not make a choice of that. <laughs> would you rather watch? Or Tommy giving his favorite prop bets with a Star Wars hoodie and a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew? Yeah, oh, no, that, that's that, that, <laughs> that, that's, that's easy. I, that's Cup. easy. I could just I could just delete them right off of here. That's easy. I was going to promote Mountain Dew tonight <laughs> as my. Uh, that's what you do in Super Bowl week, but. You guys, right, he's, well, he's got a he's got a nil deal with Mountain Dew and Viagra. <laughs> Good show, boys. Tommy, we'll have you Great back. Great show, after. boys. Well, 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 actually, we before you know it, we'll be oh, at yeah. NFL well, free agency. We'll have away. you. We'll have you only back for NFL away. free agency, and then to discuss yeah. the. Uh, well, we'll have you on before the mock draft to give you uh, yeah. give us a little insight, and then obviously right. when you put the mock draft that 
out. We'll have you on. We'll probably have Brucey back on. Brucey's been a little ornery. Does anybody notice the fact that when we say blue, he says red? When we say white, he yes. says green. He always uh, does. He's, he's been ornery, Brucey. I don't know. Bruce, I, listen, Bruce is amazing in person. He leaves a lot to be desired on the text message list. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? We we have not I been think, seeing I think eye to slime, eye on many I think the issues. slime is getting to Brucey. I think that's what happened. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's getting slimed too much. On he's getting slimed too much on Nickelodeon. My God. Yeah. Dear Lord. <laughs> but yes, it is. T- it's Tommy Lock season on four score pretty much coming up soon now. The next few coming months. Up. Listen, Big those are our, uh, our most listened episodes. Our, uh, that's what's great, that's what's great about that's what's great about football. And I know Bruce mentioned it the other day. He goes after the Super Bowl, you know, then we all we have is Major League Baseball. But, but listen, stop it. it after the Super it's, Bowl, you get about a three-week reprieve, and then after that, it's NFL free agent signings yes. leading right into the draft, the, the combine, in, into the draft. I mean, it's the king. There. It's the king. If football is there. king, football is there. king. Andrew, I know you guys love March Madness and things like that. There are things that that'll distract us from this dopey baseball in the goal. Oh yeah, no, we, I t- we, I said it on the text list. I I wrote it out. Obviously, we got joking. our ranges. Yeah, so well, you know, and they're playing great. Yeah, we got you plenty. Gotta, you, there's plenty so to many discuss. things that you, we won't even you won't even worry about it. Really, no. you're not even going to bat an eye. Yeah, no, All because right, I mean, even even if they come to an agreement in baseball, I mean, what would you rather talk about? Would you rather talk about how the right. Mets and Yankees are doing, or would you rather talk about whether or not Ben Skoronek is going to be a cap casualty <laughs> come training camp, come OTA? And, 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 and on that note, and on that note, I had to get another Skoronek uh, reference. I had to throw it in there. All right, that'll All right. do it for episode 91. Uh, thanks again to our buddy Tommy for hopping on. Uh, he is the not, I'm not going to say self-proclaimed because I acknowledge him as the parlay king as well. He's hit a bunch, hit a bunch of big boys. So How about the comes on here one, to spread his wealth ago, of knowledge. Oh, big, that was a big that was one. A beaut- that big was a beaut- one. That was a big a one. dream. Yeah. That's a oh, dinner for God. us. That's a dinner for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Andrew's, Andrew's got to pipe in with his little minuscule parlay that he hit. I don't know. Can well, he even yeah. buy us a Pepsi at Lestrada with that parlay? That he's he like, I know you hate Star Wars, but he's like my young Jedi. He's my, he's my. You know. I am. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the king in learning. I'm the countess. I mean, you're, you're coming in with ten thousand. He's coming in with nickels. Yeah. Well, listen, like I said, when we go to Lestrada and they bring over the bread, maybe, maybe they can bring over some butter with it too, because I can, I can pick up the tab on the butter. Yeah, you know? we'll count we'll to put the caponado. Well, he, and the, he owes and us and the HGs out anyway. there for us. Rob, he owes us one. The Patriots, baby. He owes us. Oh, yeah. He's oh, going to fight that. The Patriots, he's my fight ass. That That'll do it for episode 91. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some kind of red tape he's going he's gonna to throw. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's got loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, maybe to me, I'll, I'll bet you Pittsburgh, if they sign Cam Newton this offseason to be their quarterback, over nine oh, and a half baby. wins. I'll take it. Take it to the bank and <laughs> oh. book it. Oh, my um, goodness. But that'll do it for episode 91. Lots of uh, Super Bowl talk. Everyone enjoy the big game this weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week to break it all down. And then, as Rob said, you got a couple weeks where not a ton going on football-wise. You know, we'll, we'll get into uh, baseball. If they sign an agreement, we won't be talking about the negotiations. But if they sign an agreement and free agency opens back up, there's certainly discussions to be had. Uh, obviously, with basketball and hockey, we're getting into the second half of the season. Playoff stretches, so we'll talk on that. Definitely got to talk about some March Madness when that time comes because that's my forte. Love it. I've been watching college basketball since we logged on a Zoom call. Um, 
So, you know, a lot of stuff to look forward to. And then before you know it, NFL draft, NFL free agency, and we're full speed ahead to the 2023 season. So I uh, hope everyone enjoyed episode 91. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe wherever you go. Join us next week to break it all down. You can follow us on social media. Got my Twitter account, Andrew May underscore 21. You can follow Rob on his Rob OG6. That's R-O-B-B-O-G-6. And uh, you want to plug your Twitter account, Tommy, or you don't want any weirdos in your DMs? Oh, too many weirdos <laughs> already after that parlay went. <laughs> Sliding into my DMs. Yo, sell me your pits, man. Shut up, moron. Get out of here. Join yeah. my Discord. What the freak is a Discord? Oh, dear. yeah, yeah. You got a lot of those. A lot of those creeps coming out of the woodworks. Yep. It's, uh, it's at T-L-O-U-G-H-21. I don't use it much, though. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I look at, I try to, I look at it for news and, and, you know, some gambling stuff. I don't tweet much unless I hit a big parlay. Then I do. Yeah. <laughs> then he's then he's running his mouth off. I come out of the woodwork. I don't put <laughs> my losses out there. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So if you want to follow him, be my guest. Do that as well. Um, so, and or block me. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, man. Choice is yours. Um, <laughs> and besides that, we'll see you next week. So thank you everyone for continuing to listen. Thank you everyone for continuing to support. And thank you once again to our buddy Tommy for hopping on. So for Rob Jufre, Tommy Lochran, and Andrew May, see you guys next time. Yeah.